podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to Na 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 Podcast, the Batman podcast for people who love soap operas. I'm Danny. I'm Jacob. And I'm Adam Gable. Adam Gable is joining us here today. Adam, comedian Adam Gable is joining us, and we are watching every Batman movie ever made from 1943 to the present. Jacob, what did we watch this week? Uh, the movie we watched this week is the TV show Gotham. <laughs> Two episodes, so that's a movie, right? <laughs> that's right. Normally, we, we don't do TV shows. We do, um, if a TV show has like a movie based on it, then we'll cover that, or and for the handful of them that don't have a movie, then we just watch like a couple episodes of the TV show. And I was kind of on the fence about doing Gotham because it's not technically a Batman show. Well, uh, again, uh, this is where my uh, allegiance to the TV show shines through because now they're in season five. Oh, does it become a... Uh, it becomes... They're certainly more uh, leaning towards the origin of Batman away from the uh, Jim Gordon story. Jim Gordon is still the main character, but there's a lot more about Bruce Wayne. The Bruce Wayne kid, I mean, he's five years older. He must be like <laughs> a fucking grown-ass adult at this point. But, but is he actually like, Batman, or is it just Bruce Wayne? My understanding is that DC does not allow them to say the words Batman. Oh, That's, really? Yeah, Fantastic. which is another like, brilliant thing that <laughs> DC has done to hamstrung their live-action entertainment. Right. But uh, there are certainly things that are definitely... Uh, Batman-esque. There's people like, I just wish we had a nocturnal person <laughs> to clean this city up. I'm uh, Some sort of flying echolocation, maybe. Person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even by the end of the... Are we getting ahead of ourselves talking about... The no, future? we can say whatever we want. Even by the end of the uh, the first season, there was uh, a, a strong allusion to the Batcave. Okay. That, that's so weird that they won't say Batman. I, I, you know, I don't... Like I said, I, that is my understanding. I've okay. read that somewhere. I don't know if that's actually true, but that is my... I've got plenty of facts like that in my head <laughs> that I, I say them out loud, and then I'm like, I have no idea where I got that, and it's almost certainly... When we brought you on, Adam, you said you were an expert on this show. I am an expert on the show. Uh, I'm an expert on the, uh, the, the, the rules that hamstrung the deep. Hamstrung the I, I was under the understanding you were like an entertainment lawyer. And that yeah. you were uh, primarily focusing on flying mammals. <laughs> so what is your, your history with, uh, with Batman? Do you know Batman? Do you like Batman? Yeah, I mean, I think potentially the first time I ever saw any Batman. I'm 40. Uh-huh. So uh, my, I was. So you I, went to school with him. I went to school with him. <laughs> right, you know Bruce. I cheated off that. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, Alfred made you cucumber the, uh, sandwiches in the summer. I didn't eat the cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> I, uh, That's rude. Uh, uh, I think that the first time I saw Batman was actually before the uh, Michael Keaton movie came out. And uh-huh. I was watching the old TV show because I oh, remember yeah? it being on in the afternoons. And they used to air them back to back, like because you know there would be two episodes, right. like King Todd or whatever. Right. So they would put them on four o'clock. So I didn't realize that that wasn't what Batman, you know, was. <laughs> I mean, it it was it for was a, an era, an era. That's you like the Adam West. Like yeah, the Adam West. Oh, the, shit. The um the um, Burt Ward. Right. And the whole and the so that was probably the first time I ever saw a Batman. Uh, Mine was in the circus. 
<laughs> this is the first time I saw that man. Uh, it did turn out to be a hoax, but that man was truly disfigured. You just saw like the um, National Enquirer yeah. picture of the bad baby. Uh, one of those classic, you know, next to Bigfoot, who's marrying an alien. That was. That, I mean, in, until 1989, until that movie came out, that was Batman for a lot of people. That defined who the character was. You know, now that I think about it, I think I probably was exposed to Batman through Super Friends before even that. But still, okay. it's the same it's kind, a of, very, it's the same yeah. kind of thing. And it would have been the... Um, I think Adam West did the voice on Super Friends for a Adam while. Adam West and Burt Ward did yeah. the voice on Super Friends. And they also did it for the Scooby-Doo episode. That's right. Uh, and I think, and that was uh, Wonder Twins, uh, Super Friends, right? Not, not the like the other, the other one. Yeah, they did like six different versions six different of the Super versions. Friends, like Super Friends, Super Power Show, Super Friends, Galactic Guardians. Yeah. We've, we've covered the whole spectrum. Oh, you have covered yeah. the whole yeah, spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was to get, get around click drama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People kept getting in feuds and stopped sitting each, with each other at lunch. So <laughs> new Super Friends every time That's Superman right. and the Wonder Twins get at it. <laughs> So, yeah, I remember when the, the the Michael Keaton movie came out. It sort of changed. I mean, I was 12. It uh-huh. sort of changed everybody's also, perspective. Also, like, right, right in the sweet spot right for that. Sweet, it changed everybody's perspective on what Batman was. Yeah. Has, has Michael Keaton played the most superheroes, different superheroes? How many? he's played Batman. Or not, it, like, also supervillain. Like, he's, he's been Batman. He was Birdman, which I'm, like, kind of counting. It's like a parody. <laughs> but, you know, he there's, like, scenes where he isn't in the movie. Mm-hmm. And also, he was the... The vulture. the vulture in the new Spider-Man movie. He's got three. Like most, the most of I is like Michael B. Jordan has two shots. Yeah, um, Chris Evans, Chris Evans has, two. has two. Yeah, yeah both the Human Torch. Ryan, uh, Ryan, um, Ryan, Green Lantern, and yeah. he was but also all two. He's got three. Ryan Reynolds had uh, Deadpool. He had um, Green Lantern, and he was also that guy in Blade. That's kind of a comic. Oh, book that's guy. true. All and, right, and, and especially actually, I would have to give it to Ryan Reynolds because you can't include the Deadpool in the Wolverine orange. Yeah, that's like a totally different take. Wolf. I think it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no. especially since yep. your Birdman inclusion is really, really <laughs> lame. I think really it counts. Lame. It's certainly a better movie than most of Ryan Reynolds' thing. <laughs> Still, I but that's—he's really just playing Batman. He's playing like himself, having played Batman. I get, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, we'll get to that movie yeah. eventually, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus, we better if we fuck it. The things we've watched, Danny. <laughs> we've watched some bad movies. Go, it'll be the first thing. No, that's not true. Not The, the Dark Knight was nominated and won Oscars. That's right. I think otherwise it's our, our viewings have been perfectly shut out by the Academy. <laughs> Universally derided. With, with good reason. Yeah. Yeah, you guys didn't really choose the top best subject matter for Oscar nominated material. No, no that no, would have no. been a much better podcast if we just watch Oscar movies. I think it would have been a worse no, no, podcast. No, 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 but no, 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 no. Daniel Day-Lewis's career. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been an easier podcast. Maybe not as much fun to uh, to listen to, less to make fun of. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis, he says he's retiring, but I've got him pegged for the uh, dramatic turn as Doc, old Doctor Strange <laughs> coming up in a couple of years. I think he's a dead ringer. Daniel Day, we've talked about this in the podcast before, but he was up for the the Michael Keaton role in Batman. He was one of the people they considered. Really? Yeah. That would have been completely. Did they fucking movie. ask yeah. him before they put him on that list? Because there's no goddamn way <laughs> he was ever going to do that. By, con- by he was considered, it means that somebody in the room said, "How about Daniel Day Lewis?" And everybody else said, "No, he's crazy." <laughs> Yeah, it was like him. Um, uh, Tom Hanks was considered, and uh, Bill Murray. Those were like the uh, the big Who ones. Who were the dipshits <laughs> with the pen writing this list? That's a bit. That's yeah. a bad tweet that I wrote a second ago. I can't be real. Those are very different. We need someone like a Bill Murray or Daniel Day Lewis type. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it seems like they weren't really sure what the movie they were making. Yeah. <laughs> kind of an everyman superhero. Is that possible? <laughs> Bill Murray. All right. So uh, Gotham came out 2014. It was released. And this is, is Batman before Batman. It's Batman is, is in the first episode, Bruce Wayne's parents are, are killed. And you see kind of the origins of all the, the superheroes. <laughs> super gunshots, man. Yeah. The, the, they were really, poof. Like, it was like, see, they got hit with a, a rotten tomato. <laughs> and they got shot in that alley. Well, something that's interesting about that scene is that the way they refer to it in future episodes, you can sort of tell that it was not, it was not written and shot for the first episode it was written and shot so that they could bring it back for future episodes because it makes a lot more sense oh yeah as like a disturbing memory than it does as like a regular there scene. were some weird things in in that scene like there, there's like a very weird uh line delivery that that uh bruce wayne's father says where the, the guy's like mugging him and he just very confidently says no problem oh yeah and just hands in his wallet yeah it was just a very weird delivery, and then the the mucker uh, like like shoots the Waynes, then he points the gun at Bruce, and he just very casually walks away. Yeah, yeah. is is that something that is addressed at all? Or was that a uh, the first part with the with the father? It, right, yeah. that I don't expect yeah. to come back. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, generally the thought is that uh, the Waynes were killed sort of randomly by a mugger. Right. right? Like never, uh, every version that I've seen is just some random mugger. Right. But they, the way they've woven the backstory, the whole thing is more about Wayne Enterprises and things that they're doing and all of those things. So the, the father is clearly kind of knows what's going on. So that's, he's not, he's not surprised oh, really? to have his, he's not surprised to have his life threatened. There are a couple of things in, in this that in the moment seem so insane and seem like a big plot hole. And then they went back and kind of explained. Right, exactly. So I, I had to give it like more credit than it initially seemed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't. Uh, what was the other thing that you mentioned that was weird? The, uh, the, the, the mugger pointing the gun. The, the way he just walked away so casually. Like yeah. he wasn't like running away or anything. He was just kind of striding. He, he kind of hit like a nice power walk. By the, yeah. You know, he like slowly passed Bruce and he's like, oh yeah, probably I did murder those folks. <laughs> yeah, I probably I should I get should, out of here. I guess I should dip. The guns are loud. <laughs> um, yeah, we also we also meet Catgirl here. Catwoman. Uh, she's a girl right now, Dan. Catgirl. In the show. She's a little, she's a little fella. And uh, she fucking, Little fella? Yeah. I'm just fucking up left and right here. It's fine. It's fine. It's early. Um, she, uh, she like cuts open a woman's grocery bag yeah and steal literally steals a carton of milk right and then and just I was like how it? hard are we like i know it's cat girl <laughs> i know it i don't you don't need to do this to me but and the, the way she she stole it she just like stuck it in her jacket stabbed a paper bag so the shit fell out yeah of it. And, and then and she then stuck in her jacket and like half the, the bottle is sticking out yeah. of her jacket and then like it's so not subtle if it wasn't enough she takes this carton of milk and then she gives some of it to cats and yeah. i'm like motherfucking i get it yeah I it's, get it's it. a little it's very on the nose and that whole thing that whole cat thing disappears like yeah. oh good, they, they, good. I, I don't yeah. remember i saw that and i was like they they weird. hammer on who these characters yeah. are. Yeah, they really she's like, every everywhere she about. moves, she's moving like a cat. She's kind of crawling yeah. around, like kind of on all fours and crouching. And she also stole somebody's wallet, like immediately after yeah. the milk, milk and then just, wallet. So you just can buy, buy buy the milk. Also, did you know when she pours the milk out for the cat, it's only like one eighth full. 
It's like she stole old milk from the <laughs> and also why was this woman carrying around almost empty milk? I'd like to buy an eighth of a jar of milk. Yeah. Milk are sold in jars, right? I'd like right? to buy one it's like she bought the the bodega coffee milk. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, the shit they just leave for you to put in that's in the fridge and if you haven't lived in New York you don't even know it's there. It's, she's maybe she stole that. I, I don't know, but I, that caught my eye. I was like, mistake, big one. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, that, that thing was very on the nose. I mean, you could see that there was, I almost feel like the first episode was, had people, uh, somebody watching it that was very, very, very concerned about making sure that all of this was really, like you said, hit on the head and yeah, it sort of started it. to fade away. Like, yeah. People aren't going to get it. We need to make it very clear she's Catwoman. Yeah. They introduced the Riddler later and they're like, hey, Ed, why are you always asking these questions? And then someone else is like, yeah, Mr. Nigma. Yeah, Ed Nigma. Why are you always riddling at us? It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what are you, some kind of Riddler? Yeah. <laughs> some kind of riddle guy? <laughs> Uh, there's also there's just so many twists in the first episode. Mm-hmm. It was as if like every it was as if they showed it to a focus group and they just kept saying more twist, more twist. Yeah. It's been like a full two minutes here with no twist. Right. Gonna change something. They intended this to be uh, eight different minisodes, <laughs> each directed by M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> That's right. So he was like, I mean, end of the seven minute section. We gotta fucking flip this on its head. Nobody's- Bruce Wayne is the Joker. <laughs> And also, he's an alien and his own dad. Whoa. Uh, so it starts off with, uh, uh, well, basically, we covered the, the beginning of it. Catwoman stealing the milk. Then she sees the, the Waynes getting murdered. And um, uh, where are we? In the, the mother uh, talking about the, the musicals she saw. They, they steal. Uh, they get mugged. And then at the Gotham City Police Department, a, a perpetrator's being. Yeah. Perpetrator is being dragged in, and he's uh, he's insisting he needs his pills. And this is just straight out of uh, Batman Year One, which we watched last week. There's a very similar scene in that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's so funny because that to me seemed like out of out of all of the things that we've talked about so far, that seemed to me to be the most heavy-handed and ridiculous sequence it was very much like we need to see jim gordon as the greatest cop ever yeah there's a crazy guy who stole uh, a cop's gun and is threatening someone and he takes him down without firing a shot just very calmly the the entire precinct pulls their gun out. yes it's like 100 pistols trained on this guy though it's fucking crazy it's it was it was wild. They all were put, like, I, I presumably a, to make this other cop a fucking pincushion, right. just deflate her. But I feel like they're treating this as though that's not a reasonable reaction. If you take a hostage in a police station, what do you expect is going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, you in reality that they would have just pulled out their guns and shot the guy. I mean, yeah, probably. he's got his gun. He would have been to her too. head, right? So if he's got his gun to her head. What are they waiting for to shoot? Yeah, you know what I mean. What are, they're waiting for him to pull the trigger, and then he's down. At right. At which point, it's too late. You might as well just shoot him right away. Yeah, and this guy's clearly not in his right mind. Right. Uh, you can't really negotiate. He was him. pretty clear about what he wanted. <laughs> he wanted pills. I want my pills. Yeah. And they were like, "Shut up! Well, how about a gun? Is <laughs> will that do? Is that as good as your pills? Thirty cc's of lead." <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
so they they uh Gordon is is just a super cop and they he takes him down without firing a shot saves the girl and everyone is like yeah, he gives he gives him like tums he like hands him some tums or some shit just some pills he found on a person's desk yeah he's like here are your pills and this I guess is a crazy guy but he chews them up and he's like you know he tastes that they're like they taste like strawberry and he's like wait a minute at which point, Gordon just beats the shit out of him. Yeah, he just steals the gun, and punches him a few times. It wasn't like he didn't even outsmart him really. <laughs> like, what, just punch him immediately. Well, I mean, he's like schizophrenic. You don't need to outsmart him. Um, it's maybe you should. Have why you tried didn't to- they just give him his pills? Yeah, why not? <laughs> why didn't they just give him his pills? And there was no explanation. Was, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have your pills. Yeah. If you go, if you put the gun down, we'll give you your pills. Yeah. No pills for you. <laughs> Three rules here at the Gotham Police Department. Number one, we don't shoot when our cops are in trouble. <laughs> Number two, no pills. Number three, we don't even like that woman. Sharon, Sharon sucks. Shoot her. I'm, I'll be glad she's dead. She won the Super Bowl pool, and nobody wants to give her her fifteen hundred dollars. I'm pretty sure she's been stealing my yogurt from the fridge in the break room. <laughs> She gets what she deserves. She keeps rubbing her gut health in my face. <laughs> just eating all my Greek yogurt. But it's it just so over the top that Gordon is just this good yeah. at his job that he's so easily. And everyone's like, oh, fuck you, you shouldn't have done that. It was a huge risk. And yeah, I think that they're right. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I guess they would have probably shot her too. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, the risk paid off, I right. guess. It was like a. I, I don't know what they intended. This is it's, the writing's a little shoddy. It's a very heavy-handed scene. I, I think the the intent is to show that everybody's super corrupt except, except for Gordon. Yeah, yeah. he's they, like literally wearing a white shirt, and like the <laughs> other people have you know capes over their head, and they're carrying <laughs> lit torches. Like they're actively <laughs> hanging innocent people in the background. Everyone's just wearing like a little Hitler mustache yeah. <laughs> except for him. They're wearing Make America Great Again hats. Like, this isn't even time accurate. This is outrageous. <laughs> what I had that question about what era is this taking place in? I remember when the when the show came out that that there was some uh, discussion about it. I think that they decided it's like early nineties. Oh, okay. Because they're all driving cars that are from the eighties, and if you look at their, sorry, not early nineties, uh, late nineties. If you look at, they're all you know using flip phones. That's what they. Oh, pretty that's much right. Do. Yeah. They sort of went out of their way to like make it recent but not specific yeah i i was the whole time i was watching like this could be 90s or maybe 80s and even if you said 70s i wouldn't necessarily yeah it's, it's kind of like the animated series where it's like we have some flip phones and also tommy guns yeah Is it's that, the 30s but also the 80s yeah. and sometimes the future it's, <laughs> it's whatever we need right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so so uh gordon beats the shit of that guy and um then Harvey Bullock, his, his partner, uh, tells him it was a bad idea. I would like to uh, ask a question here. What do you guys think about Donald Logue as Harvey Bullock? Because to me, Harvey Bullock was only ever, the only time I was ever exposed to Harvey Bullock was on the animated series. Right. And, I mean, I know that he's much more of a, of a canon kind of character. But to me, because, you know, the animated series, he was always very peripheral. Yeah. Um, what do you, to me, it's, I think Harvey Bullock is always going to be that. Like, what do you guys think about him? I I kind of agree, and I also felt like a big part of his role is comic relief, and I don't think Donald Logue is really selling that comic relief that well. I, I felt like a lot of the, the comic relief just doesn't even fit the rest of the show. Right. 
yeah, there were a couple moments where something was played for a laugh, and I was like, where the fuck that come from? Yeah. Like, what is this? It's a little off, off tone. It's a little weird. Yeah, you're just about to be murdered. You shouldn't be cracking jokes right now. Yeah, yeah. He was, he's like a hard-boiled, like, drunk, bad cop. Yeah. He's like very noir-y in yeah. this. Yeah, there's one moment where he's at a diner, and he literally, like, takes out a flask and a thing of Pepto-Bismol just, like, puts them both on the counter of this diner. Yeah. Which uh, the Pepto Bismol is the touch that I'm like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> he's you know he's been do he's been doing it for a while, and they didn't even like call attention to that, like no one acknowledged it or anything. It was just kind of very subtly in the the background. Yeah. Well, that's another case I think of too many ideas in the same place. Yeah. Like somebody says he should have alcohol, somebody else says he should have Pepto Bismol. <laughs> they go alcohol, Pepto Bismol, alcohol, Pepto Bismol. Let's just right, get this shot. Right, let's just yeah. let's, let's do both. <laughs> No one will notice. No one will notice, except for three guys in five years. <laughs> uh, so in the the alley, the uh, the officer calls in the murders, briefs Bullock while Gordon carefully tries to make contact with the clearly traumatized boy. They're going to the Wayne murder, right? And uh, Bullock is just like the 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 textbook example, of like the cop who's kind of corrupt and doesn't give a shit. He's like, "Oh, come on, don't make us go to this murder case. My shift's almost up." Yeah. Yeah. He's lazy, he's drunk, he's almost out of Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. He's really, you know, you gotta get to CVS and the liquor <laughs> store, and then I gotta gamble and beat my wife. <laughs> like, All right, dude, Jesus. <laughs> There's a moment later where he's he's talking about, like, uh, he's shows up drunk for the job, and he's, he's like, oh, I just need, like, a couple more beers, and I'll be okay. And I, I thought that was an example of, like, extreme incompetence and then jacob shows up today like oh i gotta i gotta go to work later so i need to get drunk first yeah yeah i've got a surprise <laughs> shift later so i'm yeah. like I'm, I'm not showing up sober <laughs> fuck you no absolutely not i was gonna watch a movie later and get cultured right instead i'm gonna talk about batman and get yeah. drunk <laughs> jacob is a cop by the way i don't know if that's come up on the yeah. show i before. have a gun on me right now <laughs> oh, okay, good. yeah yeah, it is loaded, and I, I don't like the safety feature. <laughs> well, we set when a guy comes in here demanding for his pills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're they're uh, they're talking with Bruce Wayne. He's he's clearly traumatized. What did you think about the the kid who played who played Bruce? They put a lot of angst on that kid. Man, I don't think I don't think anyone <laughs> that was not a member of Hawthorne Heights could possibly pull off. The amount of angst at this I, child. I mean, his parents were just murdered in front but of him. For the think whole he's... thing, like the rest, of, he's like holding his hand over candles. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? And he's like, "I'm testing myself." You know, he's like just hanging his head over the side of tall buildings. How, I'm like, how would you expect a child whose parents were murdered in front well, you of know, David Mazuz is a method actor, so he actually had his parents killed before <laughs> the first episode. <laughs> it was all just emotional recall. <laughs> he was clearly, you know, a little unfamiliar with the script. <laughs> so I, I, I couldn't read. This. I was at my parents' funeral that was too bad honestly part of me was feeling that at the at, as i was watching this i had to keep reminding myself like no it's okay that he's really over the top upset his parents were just murdered like an hour ago yeah yeah for the rest uh, just the rest of it though too um, he's always he's like already adult bruce wayne do you know what i mean mm -hmm. he's like mental he's like training he's doing all this weird shit that's like very clearly they want like he's doing batman stuff and yeah. like he's fucking 12 i mean later uh, jim gordon comes to him as though he's like a mafia don mm -hmm. and like ask permission to keep to being a police officer yeah, to this eight-year-old his badge yes yeah He's like eight. Yeah. 
They, I mean, the, the Jim Gordon stuff is, uh, it, there's no justification there because you just met him. But they have, again, in the f- in future episodes, they have set up why he is who he is. Uh-huh. Like, why he is, uh, uh, why they hold and scold him, why he's as mature as he is, and what he's being prepared for. Oh, okay. I just, I, I kind of got Bruce being a mature kid and he's dealt with a lot. It just to have Jim Gordon treat him as an adult. That that was, yeah. I mean, Jim Gordon doesn't know him at that point. Yeah. There's no allegiance towards him. It's, uh, that part is a little bit unrealistic. Both of their parents died. (laughs) That's his, like, pitch when he, like, meets him at the crime scene. He's like, I get it. My dad died too. Yeah. I guess that's, you know. Did he say that? Yeah. 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 He was like, my dad, I was right. I was in the car when my dad, we crashed and whatever. Like, my dad bled out next to me, whatever the fuck he says to this child. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. 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 Did you see that part later where there, there's like a stand up comic at the, the nightclub? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was he, weird. He just like stole like a Woody Allen joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what happens when you get comic book writers yeah. trying to write jokes. I mean, that's part of why I was unclear about the eras. Like, this, was this like this. Does Woody Allen not exist in this universe? <laughs> I don't think he does. <laughs> Richard Kind certainly doesn't exist yeah. in the universe because he's the mayor. The the joke was like, um, uh, oh, I cannot see Richard it Kind was, as anyone I, but his Spin City character. Spin City. Oh, see, for me, Richard Kind will always be the, the friend on Mad About You. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But they, they had this, uh, this stand-up comic doing a joke about like, oh, I'm not afraid of death. I just want to go peacefully like my dad did not screaming and terror like all his passengers yeah 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 that's like word for word something word for Woody word. Allen did like 1965 yeah yeah Woody Allen probably doesn't want to you know get his name in the headlines anymore <laughs> so he doesn't want to sue over that for <laughs> suing Gotham it could just be in the public domain by now yeah it's a pretty old joke it, it's, it it's reads it. like a street joke kind yeah of, it like, definitely does yeah yeah so uh, they're comforting uh, Bruce Wayne and Bullock wants nothing to do with this. Gordon's questions cause Bruce to break down again, and the detectives share with the boy the story of how he lost his own father to a drunk driving incident at a similar age. Okay, so I I totally missed that. Um, there you go. Gordon promises no bad, no matter how dark things seem now, things will eventually be light, and the boy manages to eventually tell his tale, berating himself for not doing anything to stop the crime. Which, to me, is another moment that felt a little bit... Uh, a little silly because yeah. it you know obviously what's he going to do i mean he yeah. doesn't have a gun he's right. not he's not trained what's he going to do he's going to hold his hand over a candle until the mugger <laughs> right. puts the, yeah. the gun down yeah there's and nothing see, to be done there that's why i believe in the second amendment um <laughs> that child should have had a gun and if he did everything would have been fine look we need to arm all children all children should have guns <laughs> all children should yeah. have guns there was a moment when i was playing tag uh with baseball with a baseball with my dad and my brother when uh-huh. i was 10 and uh my dad held me back cuz i'm 3 years older than my brother and i was whipping his ass uh-huh. and uh my response was to throw the baseball at my brother and okay. i hit him right in the back of the head and if i had had a gun i probably would have shot it at him <laughs> in that moment so wait, you were playing tag with a baseball? Uh huh. We were like, we had gloves and shit, and we were like running bases in the woods, basically. And you know, my dad would like roll a ball out, and then I would go get it and t- try to tag my brother. Okay. I I when you said tag with the baseball, that was what I thought you were doing—just throwing the baseball no, at each like, other's heads. Get hit like yeah, touch him with it. Gotcha. And you tag him out, but yeah, I just threw it at him because in my head I was like, well, that's how you win. That's, <laughs> you just hit him with the ball, and that's why I should have had a gun. <laughs> My dad uh, took me shooting when I was like five years old, I think. 
Uh, about five six, he took me shot like, like a pretty big, like a forty five caliber gun. Yeah, which is a great way to teach your child to hate guns. That's good for oh, you. Oh yeah, that hurt. Yeah, yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah, I never wanted to go shoot it again after that. So well done. Yeah, <laughs> if that had been his goal. Yeah, he, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> and my my uh, my friend now has like a two year old son. He's kind of planning to do the same thing he's like so excited to take his his son shooting and i'm like yeah do, do it now don't wait till he's five he's two go ahead and take him shooting yeah this will teach him Build never in that sense terror yeah <laughs> yes. the sound of gunfire yes <laughs> do it do. now while it's okay if he shits his pants yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have that much time still. left it's fine <laughs> you're running out of of shitting your pants days. Yeah, it's pants are small at that age. Just, <laughs> just throw them away. They're cheap. New pair of pants. Or, you know, maybe he's in a diaper. <laughs> I don't know how long kids wear diapers. I, is two years old? I think are they seven or eight years? No, Ten you're, years? You're, both, you're both very wrong. You're both very wrong. <laughs> I feel like it's like... You're both very wrong. Kids like wear one. diapers until... Uh, Usually you have to be potty trained to go to pre-K, which is four. Okay. So okay. usually most kids pre uh, potty train in th- at three, but they'll continue to wear pull-ups and stuff until they're about gotcha. six. You've got kids, mm-hmm. right? I have two. You have two kids. That's no, shit. I'm just obsessed. With <laughs> little I, I work like, for Why loves. do you have this information? <laughs> I work for loves. <laughs> yeah, no, I have two daughters. Okay. How old are your daughters? My daughters are uh, almost 10 and five. Okay. They have never held a gun, but then again, <laughs> I was going to ask. Neither have I. Neither yeah. have I. Oh, you've never held a gun. I've never held. Are a gun. you from New York? I am from New York. I'm from Park Slope. Okay, that I makes know. sense. Things there's I, no guns. I, well, and, well, not no guns. <laughs> They're illegal. Like They're legal. Yeah, I mean, uh, but I mean, that's not why I've never held a gun. I could have gone to a shooting range. It's just I'm not like, you know, excited about murder. Well, <laughs> worried about the size of my penis. <laughs> <laughs> I, as a five-year-old, was very concerned about that. Very concerned. That's why I was excited about murder. Yeah. So I was very excited about murder. Very worried that the other five-year-olds would would make fun of how little my dick was. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, so they they go down to the police station, and uh, Bruce um, uh, Alfred shows up at this moment. And uh, Gordon uh, talks to them for a bit, and he he promises that he's going to uh, to help Bruce find the the killer. And the older man guesses uh, uh, Gordon must be new to Gotham. Alfred guesses he must be new to Gotham City and wish him luck. But he instructs Bruce not to give the paparazzi anything, and to keep his head up and his eyes dry in public. That's a weird thing to to. I mean, I guess it makes sense if you're like a billionaire child, but. I, I can't imagine being a child and having to worry about paparazzi. Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of saw how that shit goes recently. All those Parkland kids. Yeah, they're getting, like, roasted on the internet. Yeah. They're getting annihilated. We're in like, Fox News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I mean, he's more, of a, he's more of a Baron Trump if yeah. people didn't hate Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. Donald Trump was murdered. And Donald Trump was murdered. Yeah. yeah. In which case, you know, prime time to make autism jokes about that little boy. <laughs> Keep the mic up to your, your face, Jacob. No, I didn't want people to hear that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was just for us in the room. <laughs> uh, at a diner, Bullock berates Gordon for, for not involving him in the case without consulting him first. Gordon asks what the problem is, and Bullock says that the Waynes were two of the most important people in Gotham, and the detectives unlucky enough to be saddled with the case will face incredible pressure to solve it. 
that's a just a weird position for a cop to be in. It's like, oh, there's all this pressure on us to solve a murder. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much pressure for us to do our uh, job. Unlike those, most of those murders where no one <laughs> no cares. one gives a shit. And I certainly don't. <laughs> so fuck it. I mean, it's kind of true though. I mean, if, if like a hobo gets murdered, there's how much pressure is there to, to yeah. solve that? I took this job because I like wearing fedoras, kid. <laughs> It's the one and only reason, all right? Trench coats are my thing. <laughs> it's the only job you can get away with wearing a fedora. That and, like, like ska trombonist. <laughs> those are the two, those they, the two jobs. Ska trombonists do not get away with it. They try. <laughs> all of them. Universally try. Universally fail. <laughs> Terrific. It's like when dodos jump off cliffs. You know, it's like, oh, you guys, that's, are, that's cute. Lemmings. 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 Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Dodos, dodos died jump, other yeah. dumb ways. Although that is that is why the dodos are extinct. Yeah, they, <laughs> they were very, it's very suicidal yeah. bird. <laughs> <laughs> the cliffs of Dover just littered with notes <laughs> from dodos <laughs> about why they jumped off. They're suicidal, but they fuck fast. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Is that what it is? Quick eggs. <laughs> well, I think the, the dodos were just trying to face their fear, so they stood on the top of the, the building. Mm -hmm. and uh, Yeah, they actually could they fly, but they all hold their wings over candles, <laughs> put big fucking holes in them. It's really, you know, it's bad evolutionary strategy. You and I were competing to make that joke. I, I saw you put your hand out, and I was like, got him. Fuck. Uh, some, some more detectives, uh, Rene Montoya and Crispus Allen of the Major Crimes Unit, enter and attempt to persuade Bullock to give him the Wayne case. Can we point out how the initials of the villains, the the, the company that the villains work for, are MCU? Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I always thought in, in the Batman comics that major crimes was like superhero crimes, but here it's like pre-superhero. So what what is a major crime? Yeah, I mean, I, the impression that I got from the TV show is that if you actually want a crime to be solved, then you have to go to the MCU. <laughs> if you just want a bunch of people to just fuck around and <laughs> use taxpayer money to not actually do anything about it, then you go to the GCPD. I, that kind of seems like what it is, yeah. But then, so why is Bullock so reluctant to hand over this case when you just said he didn't want to deal with this? Uh, I, I mean, the impression I got was that he didn't like the fact that they implied that he was corrupt, which is ridiculous because all he does is talk about how corrupt he is. Yeah, yeah. he's not subtle he about that. He about it. Yeah. He brags about it. He's, yeah. It's very on the surface. It's, that is our word. <laughs> I can say that. You can't say it. If you're going to use it, no R's. I don't see a fedora on your head, okay? So keep that word out your mouth. I'm corrupt. <laughs> but it's corrupt and no R's. Corrupt. Copped. Copped. Yeah, I guess it's copped. I'm cucked. Okay. And that's. Uh, so, so uh, back to the GCPD headquarters. Uh, Captain Sarah Essen, Bullock, and Gordon are watching the, the press conference uh, held by the, the, the mayor and the mayor's promising swift justice for the Wayne family. Uh, Bullock asks for a moment alone with, with Essen, and uh, as soon as Gordon is out of the room, Bullock asks to be assigned another partner. But she refuses. Extremely animated and like obviously trying to get another part. Like they're yeah, pointing at him and like. You would think that the the captain of the police would have windows that um do something to block the sound, yeah, right? Like, yeah. It's not like she's never having private conversations in there. Or well, better like, yet, a wall. Yeah, yeah. There's like no rooms in this. Like when they have someone in like an interrogation room later, it's just like a like a fence. It's like a fence with uh, 
like an iron fence. Yeah, the, wrought the, iron the, fence. It's set up like a board game. Yeah, it's like here's where the prison is, and there's the the officers' room, and the rest of it's just open. <laughs> oh yeah, they didn't have the shot that they do in in later episodes. The um the GC uh the the police department is. They always shoot it underneath the Manhattan Bridge, so it's in like a giant warehouse. Now, granted, you know that's something that I know coming from New York. But right. whenever you see them walking down the street, it's the shot is outside of the Manhattan Bridge. Right. And in those underneath the the concrete, those are all rooms. I mean, when I was in high school, people used to have raves in those rooms. Oh, really? Yeah. So the, I mean, I guess the implication is this is a giant, like it's just a giant room with one office. Yeah. I, I also I didn't realize that that captain was uh, was Sarah Essen. Who in this is like a older black woman, not older, but like middle aged black yeah. woman. And in uh, in the comics, she actually has like an affair with Jim Gordon, and Gordon leaves his wife for Sarah Essen. So it's just oh. a a weird casting choice to to switch her to. It just makes her a very different character. Yeah, they do. Um, again, they went in out of their way to sort of throw in additional. Did you notice that? Um, they were at one p- the the name of the the place that they went to shake down the um where was it the oh the place where they went to meet uh 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 Ivy Pepper's father was uh-huh. on the court did you did you catch the street it was Grundy oh Grundy it yeah was Grundy. Solomon Grundy Solomon Grundy which <laughs> actually comes back in you know uh in the f- I think it happens at the end of the fourth season that they oh, bring Solomon great. Grundy back in a very weird way which we could talk about the next time you do this thing because um but yeah i mean they've sort of gone out of their way to throw in all of these things that are nods to um loyal batman followers yeah which is ridiculous because then they've done gone out of their way to like completely <laughs> ruin things that's that right loyal batman followers will like but it's uh it, it was cool it seemed like a lot of little nods to things and a lot mm-hmm. of little uh hints that some some were very on the nose like like the riddler but some were a little more subtle that you can you'd see uh, poison ivy is is there as a little girl, um, right? Yeah, red hair name. You know they name. I, no ivy over there, and then she's like they cut to her, and she's like literally just poking out from between. Yeah. A <laughs> it's like that okay, fucking so maybe it wasn't bit in the Simpsons where she like where Homer just sinks back through the hedge. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> Sounds we, like uh, we could do all uh, like a whole three hour episode about how the arc of poison ivy on Gotham is completely ridiculous. Oh yeah, it's, does it get nuts? It gets insane. They've actually had three different people three different actresses playing i poison ivy and not and not like where they just switch them out like it's like it's the same person mm-hmm. like they she has she it's so weird she like got uh like affected by this uh weird experiment in arkham at the end of the fourth season and she came back as like a fully grown adult like very very like sexy woman <laughs> and then and then in the middle of this season for some reason that i can't even understand she regenerated and came out as a completely different actress i, I remember uh, uh my friend from uh our, our sister podcast up up and away talking about that and how weird it is that now she's like looks like a very sexy woman but she still is like a 12 year old yeah well like, it's five years later so she's like they're all sort of older teenagers now but okay but, but it's, it's still, still it's still very weird like a very weird disconnect that like you're like i am turned on by her but she's also like kind of a child but not a child and it's it's extremely strange that some of the things that they've done in the last year. I mean, I uh, as somebody who doesn't who is sort of only not as as into Batman as um the you know 
as you are demonstrated by the fact that you have an entire bookshelf of Batman graphic yeah. novels. <laughs> There's a lot I, of them. It's it's weird to me, but it doesn't offend me as much as I think it would offend you. What yeah. they did with Solomon Grundy is ridiculous. Like I, I don't want to. I just I guess I have to talk about it because it's so. <laughs> ri- so um, at the end of the fourth season, Butch Gilzine, who becomes a major character throughout the show, uh-huh. he gets shot in the head, right? And mm. for some reason on this show, people getting shot in the head is not a way to die. Hell yeah! It's like. <laughs> There's at least two other people that I can think of on the show who got shot in the head and survived. So he gets shot in the head and he comes and and he uh they take him into the uh the an ambulance and and they his name is what is it, Jacob Gold, the, the, the real name of Solomon Grundy. Oh like it uh, turns out that Butch Gilzine is like a is a is an alias and his actual name is the real name of Solomon Grundy. So then he comes back in the fifth season as Solomon Grundy in this very sort of um weird, like completely manufactured way. Um and it's it's very strange. And then Do later they on Solomon Grundy is like kind of like a mindless yeah. brute. Okay. Yeah, he's a mindless brute. Good. That's but, how I like him. Yeah, but it's weird because he's also Butch Gilzine. Yeah. So then and then eventually, like, he gets his, his, his brains back. Mm-hmm. So his brain is Butch Gilzine, but now he looks like Solomon Grundy. It's so weird. Solomon Grundy's, like, a weird one to do in a live-action thing at all, because normally his, his proportions are, are so strange. He's, like, a giant, like, a, like an albino gorilla-looking. Right, right, right. Like, he's just, like, a refrigerator. Yeah. Like, uh, and I, I feel like you just, to, to make him... A human being in real life. You just have to. Uh, th- there's just so many other villains that look like people and would be much easier to translate into a live action setting. Well, they use this character very effectively, um, but it's weird. The whole, the whole, th- and and frankly, as far as the way he looks, they gave him a jacket that's a size too small. So it kind of, and he's got like Herman Munster <laughs> shoes on. <laughs> so it's like they sell the visual aspect of it, but it's it just it feels so shoehorned in there. Yeah. Uh, that it's weird. That, I don't know. I feel like maybe a showrunner took over in the fourth season. That sort of yeah, somebody one of the fired Walking Dead people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, I just I won't do it unless I get a zombie. And one, <laughs> all right, a big one a with big a tiny one. suit. Uh, so so back at GCBD headquarters, Officer uh, Sarah Essen Bullock, and they they watched the the press conference. We already talked about this. Um, so uh, their forensic scientist Edward Nigma comes in and he reports <laughs> that the the bullet removed from Thomas Wayne's chest was an extremely high end and expensive piece of ammunition. It's like a like a six dollar bullet, which is, I mean, it's not a lot of money before as a bullet goes. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I wouldn't know that six dollars is a lot for a bullet <laughs> except for the fact that somebody said it with a very like surprised look. Six dollars. Six dollar bullet. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't. I'd know be like six dollars for a murder. That's all. It's <laughs> Jesus Christ, cheap as hell. I mean, you can get like a box of bullets for like twenty. Dollars now would have like a hundred bullets or something. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I mean, it's it, if you're going to be shooting a lot, six dollars adds up very quickly. Yeah. And it it's also like what maybe they they explain this more later, but even if you're like a high end assassin, you're just shooting them from three feet away. He's not wearing like like a bulletproof vest or something. It's like the fucking gold plated chocolate of murder. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just it's just because I want people to know I got money. Yeah, I mean it's like it's, this guy has done this guy has done a, a bad job of disguising himself because he's also wearing his very fancy shoes. Like, right? I'm sorry, yeah. like it's just because you shoes, own a very nice pair of shoes doesn't mean that you can't put on. Look, a cheap I came pair from tap dancing. Right. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to bring two pairs of shoes. That's outrageous. I, I'm, I'm an adult. I'm not carrying a backpack. I have a black tie affair after this, and I certainly don't want to change my shoes. I'm a very busy man. There's also that Tap dance, murder, black tie that, affair. that scene later where they, uh, they had the, the guy they suspect killed the Waynes, and they go into his Mario closet. Mario Pepper. Yeah. Uh, Great they, name. <laughs> they go into his closet, and they're like, oh, we don't see any black shoes in his closet, so he's innocent. Like, he... No, he could have had them somewhere else. You just look yeah. in one place. I've lost my phone before. Yeah. Like it's impossible that this murderer would have gotten rid of an accessory to his crime. Yeah. The fuck, that's like the whole thing that murderers do. Yeah. <laughs> you get rid of the weapon, you burn your clothes. You're like, well, they were expensive shoes. That'd be outrageous. Well, you know the, you know the old adage, if the shoes don't fit, you must have quit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Cinderella was about. Yeah. That movie about how O.J. Simpson murdered a princess. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I I also loved he, he well I, I'm gonna talk about it when we get there. Um, uh, so w- with no real leads, Bullock persuades Gordon that they should go see Fish Mooney, an underline. I love the names in this a show. Great name, yeah. Fish Mooney, an underling of Carmine Falcone, who's like a, a mob boss. And um, at at, Bull- at Mooney's nightclub, Bullock uh, greets Mooney, and Gordon introduces himself. And in the back alley, Fish's lieutenant. Butch Gil- Gilzean. Gilzean. Butch yeah. Gilzean. That's a. I is that not like a Batman canon character? I thought it was. Is that wrong? I, I'm not familiar with him. Oh well, you probably know. I don't. Yeah, know. I mean, he might be. He might be like a smaller character, but uh, his his uh, they, they lie with another character who I do know, Fish's umbrella man Oswald Cobblepot, better known as the Penguin, to blow off steam on an employee Raul who's been stealing from Mooney. He just starts whacking at him with a baseball bat. And he he's initially doesn't seem to know how to use a baseball he's bat. Poking with he's kind of poking very hard. Hey there, yeah. hey. I, I guess that would hurt if you yeah. poke hard enough. What's interesting about the penguin is that they go out of their way to not make him fat. Like, yeah, right. That guy really does a great job of being the penguin, but he is not any penguin, not like any other penguin yeah. that you've ever seen. He's not and short he's or fat. The, the fa- it's like very bird, his nose and shit. But yeah, I've seen. I've actually type, nothing like for for a couple of for a couple of episodes in like season three. They had him starring, and you know those they insert those car commercials into the shows where it's like a character from the show, yeah. and like an actor from the show who needs to use a Ford Taurus to accomplish <laughs> something related right, to right. it. So they put him in a couple of those. So you, they'd show him without his makeup on, and he looks. I mean, his he does have a hooked nose. I mean, that's yeah. that that prosthetic probably isn't that much of a prosthetic. <laughs> <laughs> He's he really pretty much looks like that. They also give him such a weird haircut. It, yeah. It's like a bowl cut, but like only in the front, like scene e. Again, it's 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 penguiny. Yeah, what it is is that it looks like feathers on. Oh, I guess it kind of does. They, yeah, they, 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 it's it has evolved over the years to become a little bit more um, uh, n- obvious. Yeah, like what they did with Kramer. Yeah, well, exactly. like early right. Seinfeld. He's got like a little bit of a tuft in oh, the front, but yeah. he grows to like three feet tall by the right. second season. And he hates being called Penguin. That's like a nickname people give him in this. But he's not doing a lot. <laughs> he could have a better haircut and stuff <laughs> if he wants to get away from that. Uh, so, so th- they're beating him up, and uh, 
Gordon hears the the screams in the alley and he goes to stop the beating, but he's uh, stopped from. And Butch tells him they're just roughhousing for fun, and Raul's too terrified of Fish to disagree. After Gordon returns, uh, Bullock says goodbye, having learned nothing conclusive. And um, at his fiance Barbara Keene's penthouse, Gordon shares the details of the ongoing investigation. Seems bad for a cop to do this. Someone's such a good cop to just open up all the. But he's very free with the details of ongoing criminal investigations with everyone. He's very honest. Yeah. That's what he is. He's so honest that he just gives strangers sensitive information randomly. Yeah. Can we talk about how Erin Richards, the woman who plays Barbara Keene, looks exactly like she was drawn by the animators of Batman the Animated Series? If you look at her face, she her facial features are exactly like all the women on that show. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't noticed. Yeah, I guess that's kind of true. It's like kind of like angular. Angular and like her. Her chin is a little bit wider than it really should be, and she's yeah. got this very small nose and these huge eyes, and yeah, her yeah. face is more wide than it is. I mean, I'm not saying that she's not attractive. I'm just right. saying she looks very much like she's from that show. Right. Yeah. I felt like uh, watching the Scott Pilgrim movie, Allison Pill yeah. looks like a she looks like a fucking yeah. like anime-inspired cartoon character. She's one of those women where like every, all the, the math is, is there, all the components are very attractive, and somehow it doesn't quite add up. Like I, I can't. It, every, if, all the details. If you told me this, like she looks like this and this and this, I'm like, yep, that's all things I'm attracted to. Then together, like, well, no, it doesn't quite. It's like a very good-looking mannequin. That's a, that's a shame because I actually know for a fact that her fetish is men who do Batman <laughs> podcasts. So it's really a bummer that to find oh, out man. that this isn't. Oh <laughs> uh, well, uh, I guess you're gonna have to tell her. She's gonna be disappointed. I'm I'm single, so no. I mean that's um, part of that's part of what her fetish is is to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her thing. Oh, good. Well, good for her. Pass that yeah, information she likes on. Off-brand cola. <laughs> <laughs> Loves the bus. It's great. <laughs> uh, so in the morning, two detectives arrive at the Pepper apartment, and word from uh, from Mooney said that the tenant Mario Pepper, uh, Mooney's the uh, penguin. Uh, he he rats out uh this character he says that he uh tried to to fence this pearl necklace that matched the description of martha wayne's necklace uh ivy opens the door and they, they changed her name in the comics it's uh pamela isley and now it's ivy pepper yeah that's another like sort of heavy-handed change yeah I mean, they did and pamela isley's already pretty <laughs> pretty close to poison ivy yeah yeah um so, so the detectives have to speak to her, her father, and they, uh, they, they're they're talking with him, and then um, they say that they they want to look around for the the necklace, and they they've got this warrant, and he just flips over the table, and grabs a gun and starts shooting them, and goes on like the most low speed chase, like they're chasing him over like rooftops and stuff, but he's the, everyone is hitting every single stair. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's no jumping over anything. But he does. He managed to run through like uh fucking a chinese restaurant yeah like a laundromat of a warehouse he it's like he's he does this every day right every door he opens <laughs> opens into the most interesting and easily escaped room you've ever <laughs> seen there's like a box for him to knock over you know there's a chef yelling in a different language it's all of the like scooby-doo chase scene shit and he's a big guy too he's not yeah. a an in-shape guy. Yeah, he should he should hit the NFL combine. <laughs> like, dude, that size, he can move like that. He's a great offensive tackle, you know, third round, fourth round. He's got a chance. 
And also, how does it's weird that Bullock winds up right there at the end of it because they've clearly run yeah. like half a mile and, and he's Bullock like has still it, drunk. Yeah, Bullock has made it clear that he's not going anywhere, and somehow they wind up right. like in this completely remote spot that you could not part- anticipate they'd be there. And I, I'm not even sure I understand why he was running because he's he's not guilty of this. He doesn't think he's guilty. Yeah, but he must be guilty of something else. Yeah, I mean, he definitely had like like coke in the apartment. He had a gun that he probably knew about, but it, shooting. I don't at, think he even knew about the coke. I don't know why he's right. shooting at cops is, and like trying to murder a cop has got to yeah. be worse than whatever else was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you succeed, there's dead cops. Questions are coming. If you fail, the cops just know where you live and like your name and all that shit. Right. You're just gonna abandon your apartment and yeah, your family, and you're fucked. Yeah. Uh, so and they, then they get worried about the fact that, like, they might, they may have killed him, uh, in permanently. But 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 he's going after Gordon. He's with still a trying knife. to kill him. Like he's yeah. trying to kill Gordon. They didn't right. kill him. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Because he was a suspect. They killed him because he was trying to kill Gordon with a giant knife. Yeah. yeah. Cops it, get off for way more egregious yeah. shit. This was self defense. Easy. There's Easy, no yeah. no one's going. To, even if they weren't cops, if someone was chasing me with a knife and you shot the guy, mm. we'd, we'd be fine. We'd right. be totally fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, they, they're talking about he's an innocent man. Like, no, he's not really. Innocent. Not really. No. He didn't get killed because they thought he killed Thomas and Martha Wayne. Yeah. He got killed because he was coming at Gordon with a giant knife. Yeah. Like very clear, like there's a lot of cops like shooting people, and it's not so. It, this was very clearly very self-defense. Clear, right, yeah. There's no room for question. Um, so he gets shot, and then they uh, they go back to his apartment. They're, they're searching it, and they find that he has the the necklace hidden in just a bag of cocaine, just keeping just a, just a little box with all the evidence all together. He's got the gun he used. A bag of cocaine. He's also got all of the redacted JFK files. (laughs) (laughs) This is where I keep the papers that prove I am actually Adolf Hitler. It's been a loss of plastic surgery, but uh, we've got it. We found a just a big box labeled child pornography. (laughs) (laughs) Here are all the mean things I ever thought about my mother. I wrote them down. They're all together. Please don't send them to her. I understand if you do. It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> um, so then they, uh, uh, Gordon is just not convinced though that he, he's, um, that he's guilty. So they're they're doing more research, and he goes back, and he, um, he, he finds the the shoes aren't there, and uh, he goes to to Montoya asking what evidence she has and she reports that um, she has him and his crooked pals in, in court and um, so he he meets uh, I'm trying to, to jump through this this is a very detailed summary of just one episode uh, so the shoes are missing and he notes that um, they, they none of the shoes that the guy owns matches up with the, the shoes that Bruce Wayne described seeing on the uh, on the killer and so Jim tries to convince Bullock that Mooney set them up, uh, but Bullock tells him that the the case is just closed. Gordon returns to the nightclub to talk with Fish, accusing her of planting the necklace, and she asks him what he plans to do, and he says, we'll see. She says that she doesn't like surprises, so her men jump him. Gordon fights him off, but Mooney knocks him out cold from behind, and they 
they hang him up in like a like a meat locker. And uh, uh, later on, Harvey Bullock shows up there and is like trying to to talk her out of this, and so she just has him knocked out and, and hung up there. That would be the the relationship that you have to have <laughs> to, to to just say like I can just talk to this mob boss and just let my partner go after he's had the shit kicked out of him and hung up in a meat locker and he's going to be killed, and we'll just forgive this and forgive and forget that's like a level of corruption he's a chill guy <laughs> all right he's just i'm not here to cause waves you know i just uh, i'd prefer you didn't kill my partner maybe <laughs> you know maybe just you know with one of the pigs instead and yeah they mo- and she's like no fuck you she I, has him hung up too i feel like if you just beat the shit out of Bob Marley and and hung him up in a meat locker. He wouldn't forgive you. Like there's no level of chill that makes that okay. You know, I just you might be right, but we can't prove that because Bob Marley's dad is Bob Marley's dead. So I'm right. (laughs) Check and mate. Yeah, check and mate. I'm also curious how why Bob Marley. You think of Bob Marley as like the most relaxed guy there is? I mean, Uh, who's who's more relaxed than? I don't know. Did he do some fucked up stuff? I don't really know yeah, anything I mean, about. I don't think of him as a necessarily. I mean, he smoked a lot of weed. But yeah. I mean, you could just <laughs> randomly say any Jamaican I, guy. I, <laughs> oh, I, I am a racist. That's a big part of this right. podcast. I don't know if you knew that about me. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Okay, but now I understand the whole white outfit, the white hood that you're That's wearing. Right. That's right. That's right. If I sound a little muffled, I'm speaking through my hood. <laughs> I understand. Okay, that explains the flaming crosses on your wall. <laughs> They made sense in the winter because it was cold, but it's like spring now, Danny. Yeah. I'm starting to have questions about the flaming crosses. Oh, it's hard to keep that many flaming crosses going all year long. Your gas bill is gasoline that you go and buy and pour on the crosses. Yeah, my flaming cross budget is just out of control. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I've been trying to even... I'm, I'm out of money. I'm out of money. Quit burning the crosses, Danny, please. Not going to happen. All right, well... I wish I had not brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> What did you do today? Oh, well, I participated in a podcast where we talked about flaming crosses <laughs> in a humorous way for a half an hour. <laughs> so just a typical Easter for you then, yes. <laughs> oh, it is Easter, isn't it? Yeah, it's April, Easter and April Fool's and Day. April Fool's Day. Jo- yeah. uh, it was just a joke, folks. Yeah. Danny doesn't have burning crosses. Uh, April Fool's. <laughs> Jesus didn't really come back from the dead, April Fool's. Oh. <laughs> uh, who would you go to as like, your go-to like chill person if not bob marley oh i wasn't planning on being put on this bob spot. ross How's yeah that? bob ross is much better yeah mr rogers mr rogers i think he would turn the other cheek <laughs> i think <laughs> i might say go. matthew mcconaughey i mean that's i, I just like, pretty as, chill. as like a as like a chill icon you yeah know, that, yeah that's like, not necessarily hey man i don't like being hung up with these <laughs> exactly. lead pigs but i understand that you've got a job <laughs> i've got a job and you know, okay. I don't want you to get in trouble, so... You know, I stand corrected. I think maybe there is a love of chill. I think uh, I think maybe he'd be okay with it. You know, he's, he understands that there's a circle of life. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's your time. Yeah. They've hung me up in this frozen meat locker many times. And you know what I love about this place? I keep getting older and the cows stay the same age. <laughs> <laughs> Universal murder date, two years. They, that's the aging at this process factory. <laughs> um, so that they're they're both hung up, and uh, uh, th- 
Butch calls for Frankie, a hulking executioner dressed in a hood and a chainmail shirt. Yeah, very strange. It's very wild very, like, shit. Very over the top. There's like several sequences in the show where you can't decide whether or not they're making a comic book or they're making a live action sequence. Yeah. And that was definitely one of them because that's completely unrealistic and like doesn't even when I say unrealistic, I mean doesn't even fit in with the like the whole like world of the show the, itself. Of the show itself. Yeah. yeah it's is, very does he have a chainsaw? I forget. What does he have? I think he's got just like a like a meat cleaver or he's something. Meat, okay. He's got like a whole table full yeah. of a variety of things and he picks up a meat cleaver. It's very strange. Yeah. But that that is it, this is mostly like a soap opera, but then yeah. sometimes they'll have something very comic booky yeah. like that just appear. Uh so the the guy shows up and um uh, he's going to kill them, but then uh, Don Carmine Falcone appears behind him. Now, he's a canon character, right? He is. Yeah, okay. He is. He's like a mob boss who uh, he tells Butch to um, that if she, uh, to tell Mooney if she wants to kill policemen, he has, she has to ask permission. Then he tells his men to release Gordon and Bullock. Falcone walks with Gordon in private, saying he was good friends with Gordon's father and admired his integrity and zeal as a DA. Gordon admits that at first he suspected Falcone of killing the Waynes, but now he's he's sure that if it were true, Gordon wouldn't still be alive. Wait, has Gordon been in the city? So didn't didn't uh, Bullock have to like explain to him? Yeah, I mean, I think the the from the way that I understand it from my memory of the last couple of years is that Gordon lived in Gotham with his father as the DA until his father died at oh, when his okay. father when he was like 12 and then they moved away and then he comes back because his he knew that uh that his father when his father died it the corruption in Gotham got worse so he came back to Gotham to take over w- what he thought was his father's work gotcha gotcha okay that may another plot hole that is explained explained later yeah i don't remember i don't know if they ever explained what the war is that's the one thing that i don't really remember like the thing about jim being in the army is touched on in the first i don't remember if they talk about it in the second episode but they definitely talk about it in the first episode and then it doesn't really come back yeah I, maybe golf war if this is 90s i don't think it's necessarily supposed to be any particular war yeah it could be that it's just like a you know because it is gotham it's not right. new york city yeah know? it's not like uh Marvel, where it's X-Men. Uh, so they, Bullock and Gordon go to the, the docks, and Bullock opens the trunk, revealing a whimpering Oswald Cobblepot inside. Bullock tells him, Gordon that Falcone has ordered him to kill Cobblepot and to show that he will remain silent about the, the frame-up. Um, Gordon refuses. Bullock says if he doesn't, then Bullock will kill both of them. And if he doesn't do it, then somebody else is going to kill Bullock and Gordon and Cobblepot. And if that guy doesn't do it, then someone will kill all four of them. It's, it's just like the old lady that ate the fly <laughs> exactly. <of> corruption. <laughs> but he's got to kill Cobblepot or else everyone in Gotham gets shot. Right. Exactly. This ends with the extinction of the human race <laughs> if you do not murder this man right now. There's one guy who's the, at the very end like, oh, yeah. God, I'm going to have to kill a lot of people. Yeah, it's Will and Smith and I am legend. <laughs> <laughs> he had to kill everybody in Gotham. <laughs> Uh, so Gordon marches Cobblepot to the end of the pier and Cobblepot warns Gordon that the, a terrible war is coming and so Gordon he's like I know man Iraq shit <laughs> oh, I've heard tell uh, G- Gordon says to, to uh, never come back to Gotham and he, he sh- fires the gun like right over his shoulder like near his head but not 
into his head and he pushes him off the pier and I guess Bogue's not watching carefully and assumes he's he's killed so he goes into the water. Right. Canonically, um, he needs but doesn't wear glasses. <laughs> that's just some, that's a nod to the comic book. Yeah. Everyone else is like, that's a plot hole and I'm like, no, no, it's his vanity that's caused this blunder. So uh, he goes to, to Wayne Manor and this is where he, first he sees Bruce standing on the, the lip of the roof as if contemplating suicide and Alfred appears to uh, to yell at him to come down. He's saying like, oh, he's just, I'm teaching myself to conquer fear. And uh, this is the moment where Gordon kind of pays fealty to, to, to Bruce, to this child saying, here's my badge. Yeah. I will quit being a cop if I don't have your permission to, to go on with this. I'm sorry I didn't catch your parents' murder yet. I know I've only done one case, but I'm ready to hang this shit up <laughs> if your weird puberty mind says so. <laughs> if your random erection points north, I will quit <laughs> working on the police force. My life's work and the dream that I'm following from my father. <laughs> uh, so Bruce agrees to, uh, to, to let him keep <laughs> doing his job. Bruce does owner pointed south. Yeah. This child does not accept his resignation no. from the police force. <laughs> On the far side of Gotham Bay, Cobblepot climbs out of the river alone except for a fisherman. Cobblepot takes the fisherman's fillet knife and just slashes his throat and steals a sandwich yeah. from him. No reason. <laughs> yeah, no Absolutely reason. Absolutely no reason at all. Because one thing that's uh, almost dying makes you really want is a ham and cheese sandwich <laughs> yeah. that's sitting in a tackle box all morning. He doesn't even ask first. Yeah. He just, <laughs> he just immediately slits his throat. He doesn't even seem to know there's a sandwich there until after he murders No, the I guy. don't think so. And then he's like, oh, good. <laughs> like The yeah. guy didn't threaten the tournament. No one knows who Penguin is. There's not like a uh, APB no. out on him. The cops had a hit on the guy. The fisherman's not obviously not related. No, this was just a moment where they're like, it's been two minutes since we've had a twist. Something yeah. shocking has to happen. Yeah, blood spray. So He's evil, remember? Yeah, so that's the, the end of the, the pilot for this. Oh, one, one cool thing I want to mention. This was the um, the the creator of, of uh, Batman. It has traditionally been listed as Bill Finger because it was – no, it's uh, Bob, Bob Kane. Kane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Uh, Bob Kane came up with the name Batman – and drew like a guy in like a red unitard and he had big bat wings and a little domino mask and then that's pretty much it bill finger created the joker the batmobile right. alfred robin the the uh bat cave the utility belt the way batman looks everything else the name gotham everything else was bill finger and there's bob kane had this weird thing in like his contract though that he uh had to be listed as the creator of batman forever and no one else was allowed to ever be given any credit. And this was the first uh, property where DC officially gave credit to Bill Finger. Well, if you think about it, like I said, the way you described it is that the one thing that Bob Kane came up with that is stuck was the name Batman. Yeah. Which, as I've discussed, is never used on the right. show. <laughs> right. So Bob Kane really didn't do any of this. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing of this is Bob Kane at all. Right. Yeah. I just think uh, that it's wonderful that after 80 years, he's been dead a long time now, and he died penniless. But his Bill Finger, yeah, died penniless. Yeah, yeah. but his uh, his descendants like sued DC if they got him uh, starting in 2014 with this. Everything now has to say Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Yeah, that's 
a nice empty gesture they made. <laughs> yes. It's nice. I feel warm. <laughs> Do this side. Old dead man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the second episode we watched is uh Selena Kyle. So it, it starts with um uh Bruce Wayne kneeling in front of a, a candle, deliberately putting his hand on it to test his tolerance for pain. Uh Alfred walks in and berates Bruce and then proceeds to embrace him. Oh stupid little boy. He like pops off immediately. Yeah. Screams. Well, uh, yeah, I mean he's 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 been through some trauma himself yeah, at this point. Yeah, he's you know in a different world this would be a sitcom about how a British butler inherits a boy that he's not really prepared to raise, <laughs> and then he invites his old comedy partner who's now living in Wisconsin raising cows, and the two of them <laughs> raise this little boy. You know that would be a completely different show. I don't think I ever really thought about how bizarre it is the custody goes to the butler. Yeah. After. <laughs> It's just, you can put a lot of shit in a will. You get creative. Have fun with it, man. I, I'm demanding that my body is delivered to the Queen of England. Someone's, they're just going to have to do it. I think That's, later on they explain that um, uh, Thomas Wayne saved Alfred's life. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. He was... It was. It, I don't remember the specific. He story. was fishing, and someone he came out of the river. Thomas Wayne tackled sandwich. the guy, and, and then there was another time when Alfred was hanging upside down. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the Alfred had a wild twenty. <laughs> he got around. He um and he like pledged his life to Thomas Wayne, and I think that the idea is that he then passes that pledge on to the son. I'm not. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying it's like good i'm just saying it's, he's, he's british it's explained yeah, it's exactly. very like medieval <laughs> fealty british have that whole wookie life debt thing mm-hmm. that <laughs> yep. that's wookies were inspired by the brits the all, notoriously all, ugly and hairy people <laughs> that's correct can't speak english only the wookies who grew up in uh Kashyyyk, england <laughs> uh so a homeless man is shot while trying to prevent two people who are posing as volunteers with the mayor's homeless outreach program from kidnapping three homeless teenagers. The kid kidnappers escape with two of the kids. It's, it's very weird. The casting there is so weird. I don't I went back when I was watching that. Like it's very strange. It's Lily Taylor and Frank Whaley, like people who really have no business playing these bit parts on the show. Mm-hmm. I mean not I recognize that like they're yeah Frank they're Whaley a bunch is, of shit. Yeah, well Lily Taylor is a um was uh, it's still a pretty successful working actress. I, off the top of my head, can't think of anything she was in other than the fake movie that they talk about in the movie Funny People. <laughs> but um, and then Frank Whaley was like he was pretty big. He played Robbie Cregan in The Doors. He was oh really? And he's in that movie Monsters, uh, the one with Little Monsters, the one with Fred Savage. He plays the villain. I mean, he had a fairly successful career. It's a very strange casting because it's like recognizable people who for no reason or like it should just be random actors is, is right. it a one off they don't come back they don't come again? back at all that's no. bizarre it's very weird so they're they're kidnapping kids and uh the the woman is she's got like a hat pin that she used to just stick people yeah. with instead of like a what it feels like it should be like a hypodermic needle yeah i don't know it's like another one of the things where they try and make it seem like it's a comic book and then right. and then even like the the cops don't it's so ridiculous that even the cops don't believe it yeah so it's weird like are you living in a world that's comic book world or are you living in a regular world where there are just a bunch of comic book people in it right uh so they they kidnap two of the kids but the third one gets away 
uh, and one of fucking hurled through a restaurant window. Yeah, the guy like chases him down, and in order to stop him, throws him through some plate glass. It's like that's the least subtle shit you could have <laughs> possibly. It's some WWE level. Yeah, you're like trying to cover your tracks. Yeah, and by throwing him through a window into a crowded restaurant. Yeah, it was bizarre. also like the whole point of this is that no one listens to these kids. No one cares about the homeless kids. No one listens to what they say. When he comes in after he got attacked, they're like bullshit. Someone attacked you fuck off he could have just let him get away <laughs> it would have been fine yeah yeah I mean, wasn't there like a whole restaurant full of people that saw this go down and saw him get thrown through couldn't anyone have been like oh yeah i i saw that excuse me uh waiter there's some glass in my salad can you <laughs> there's an entire with, window in my salad there's like a there's a discount a, waiter there's a there's a 16 year old black kid in my soup <laughs> <laughs> He spilled most of the soup. He didn't drink any of it, but it's all over the place. <laughs> What's this 16-year-old black kid doing in my soup? Oh, it looks like the backstroke. backstroke. <laughs> 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 just a little taste of what I do on stage. <laughs> um, I don't think you and I have ever been on a good show together. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I know. You, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not saying that it's. I'm not saying that it has anything. I mean, I've obviously done good shows, and you've yeah. obviously done good shows. But every time we're on the show together, I think it's like bad. Uh, I feel like that's probably true. I mean, I, most of the times I, I can think of being on stage with you, we did some open mics at the Grizzly Pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we did. I, I remember specifically last summer we did the. Uh, the Devil Cup yeah, show, yeah, yeah. and the, the first show that I did two shows for the festival. Yeah, first show was awesome. The second yeah. show was. Terrible. Yeah. Do you remember that my brother-in-law, who like volunteered to go, like came to that show because he was free, constantly talked about what a bad show that was. It was not good. I I, I did not uh, go on to the next round, so I think it was a terrible show. Well, that <laughs> that was the the gimme show. Yeah. The one that we did together was the gimme show. Oh, was it? Yeah. It was upstairs at Broadway. Yeah, yeah that's right. A, that's right. It was a bad show. Yeah. What else have we done? We did some stuff with uh, with Ron Heron together, yeah, didn't we? I think we did some some things together. I don't know what. I guess I don't remember them being good or bad, but I just have a lot of memories of us both being like, "Well, that sucked." Yeah, <laughs> pretty much that. Well, that sucked. Yeah. I was in the audience for every one of you guys' shows together, and I can confirm they were shit. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you guys bombed. Everyone else bombed. It was ugly. Just not not just our shows together. I've been, you've been in the I've audience the for whole all, time. Yeah. whole fifteen hundred yeah. shows. If you'll collectively. think back. <laughs> That we've done together. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's they've been like bad shows, but I never thought you were the, the problem. I exactly, think that's what I mean. Yeah. I never thought you were the problem yeah. either. And I think you're very point. funny. You do. Thank you. Like, uh, you've got like kind of this one-liner yeah, style. That's, that's true. And it, it took me the longest time to accept that your voice really is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were putting on a voice for a long that's time. That's what a lot of people talk about. <laughs> I mean, I Gilbert Gottfried's like that. Everyone <laughs> thinks that he is putting on a voice, but he also does it when he just talks to strangers. Yeah. So it's convincing. And maybe you're just, you know, committed. Well, I think the thing is, is that if you watch me on stage, it's it's amplified. Yeah, this kind of voice is amplified. People think, well, that can't possibly be real, and that's just a uh, a, um, a, a, a cadence and an, a, you know an inflation that I've uh, that I've worked on. But yeah, this is just this is the way I talk. And, <laughs> I mean, especially I think when you're on stage because you're doing one-liners, there's yeah. a cadence to them where it's yeah. kind of ba bum ba bum ba bum ba bum, yeah, 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 yeah. and that you're not just like having like a whole dialogue just speaking right, exactly. Like I think pe when people talk to me more normal, they don't necessarily think the same thing that people think when they see me on stage. Yeah, the impression is not the same. Right. 
and you've also you often wear like this uh, like derby yeah, cap. Yeah, it's a it's a riding cap. Which the only yeah. reason, by the way, the only reason I came in wearing it today mm-hmm. was because I didn't have enough pockets, <laughs> and I took it off as soon as I got in here because apparently there's no air conditioning in the Batman universe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's 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 unseasonably warm today. It is. Um, yeah, so I generally only wear that hat on stage. But uh, I I feel like the, for a long time I thought you were trying to cultivate like this kind of Tom Waits thing. Yeah, well, gravelly voice in the hat. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even make the connect. I mean, yeah, obviously, I bought the hat. The hat is part of my onstage persona, and I bought the hat. I didn't even realize that it like amplified the Tom Waits thing Mm -hmm. until seventy five hundred people have made the joke. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I mean, part of the branding is the hat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I, people listening don't know how I look, but imagine Jesus Christ. Just um, imagine no. Jesus Christ got a job at the Genius Bar. <laughs> yes, that's my vibe. That's my vibe. And you know, I'm, I was kind of annoyed that people started making jokes about it. But then I was like, I do wear a cross on stage. <laughs> that's a lot. You're really just sh- wearing robes. Yeah, robes, wooden sandals. <laughs> uh, they're loud. They're really loud. If I, it's, on, it's partially on me at I'll that point. I'll be have a show today because I got a feeling that your today's gonna be a re- resurgence in your career. It's yeah, today's gonna be a big hit. You do draw on those stigmata every <laughs> before you uh-huh. go on stage. That's not a drawing. I cut myself. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I carry it's around commitment. nails. <laughs> you hold your hand over a candle <laughs> until a pan, until a whole world. Until I see the fucking flame on the top. <laughs> I, I used to have long hair, and I, I feel like everyone, when you have long hair, wants to tell you who you look like. Do you get that a lot? Um, it depends what I'm doing, um, but yeah, yeah. When I play basketball, I get every single white player who's ever been in the NBA. <laughs> it's crazy. Fucking Kelly Olynyk, Sean Bradley, Dirk Nowitzki. It doesn't matter what. It's all white dudes, <laughs> especially if they have long hair, yeah. I, I would always get... They were, Almost never complimentary. It's always <laughs> when you didn't want to. Like, oh yeah, I'm insulted almost all the time. Yeah, it's like I I got Charlie Manson a lot. Like, oh, why, why would hell you yeah. tell me that? Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I I think uh, Jesus was a common one. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I guess that's not bad. D'Artagnan. I probably blocked out the most of the bad ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't get you look like too much honestly. It re- it really it didn't happen that often. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was just me. Yeah, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I felt like I felt like someone needed to say something incendiary. <laughs> uh, so back in uh, Gotham, th- uh, Jim Gordon looks at the the body and discovers that the the man is a war veteran, the one who uh, who got shot trying to defend the kids. Right, which means we should care about him. That's right. Before it was just some dipshit <laughs> just some homeless <laughs> idiot. Exactly. Who I'm gives sh- a I shit. was glad he was dead. <laughs> I thought this was a a good story before I knew he was a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> and I was serious about it. This is a crime now. Uh, so so uh, Harvey Bullock shows up just remarking that his shift is almost over. His shift is almost always, always almost almost over. over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He says it like he's going to start drinking when he's off, too. He's been drinking. Right. Nothing changes. He's not even doing police work on the job. He's right. just like wearing the hat. He's, he's just more angry. I don't want to not be there when I need to punch my punch guard out. That's really all I care about. Right. God, I hate this hat. I just want to take this hat off so bad and relax. <laughs> this hat is just very tight on my head. I, my wife said I should have bought a bigger one. But, you know, I was I, planning I, I'm, on I'm it. I'm argumentative. <laughs> I'm going to go buy a new hat after my shift is over. <laughs> If people could please stop being murdered <laughs> for one hour. I've had a headache for seven years. 
what if his shift is just never ended? It's just every time it's about to end, there's like a murder. It's like, oh, I can't end the shift till this is solved. That would explain his alcoholism. <laughs> General frumpy attitude. Explain why he's still dressed like it's 30 years ago. That's he's, right. He, he got dressed 30 years ago, and he's been in a cop car ever since. He could be one of those guys who can only shit at home. So he's like, <laughs> I really got to take a dump. I really got to take a dump, and I can't do it until my shift is over. He dresses like he was like uh, like dressed like India Jones for Halloween. Right. And then just got like a call. He's like never been able to go home and change since then. <laughs> He's got like the fedora and the leather jacket and the trench coat. The trench coat. Does he wear a trench coat? I thought it's usually a leather jacket. No, you're right, it's a leather jacket. Yeah. Uh so Jim uh argues with, with Harvey and um they they s they're they're clashing about the responding to oh, th- this other officer was uh supposed to respond like preserve the integrity of the crime scene and he, he doesn't. He goes over to check out the, the plate glass window that the guy jumped through. because um, that Restaurant like paying him, they, they, he said something like paying fifty dollars a, a month. That dates this too. I'm like fifty a yeah. month is nothing. Yeah, dude. that doesn't sound. What like are you fucking talking about? Uh, it could be that he's getting it from a variety of different restaurants in the area. Oh, it must so be. Could, but yeah, he could get yeah. like another five hundred or two thousand. But even for the restaurant, I feel like fifty dollars a month One of protection place. is like. Like, well, oh, but then I again, the guy's obviously doing a really shitty job. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Then, <laughs> what are we paying you $50 a month for? There's a fucking 16-year-old in this guy's soup. That's what we pay you for. No soup kids. Like, you could just hire, like, a security guard to... Uh, yeah. That window's going to come out of your out of your protection money. <laughs> We're not paying you for, for 10 years. Yes, the same Let's do a thing where I do the setup and the premise, and then you can take the punchline. So, so Harvey uh, reacts to this. Oh, they, they go. They they talk to um, uh, the the restaurant or the the McKay, the guy who was thrown through the uh, the restaurant, and this is where they're they're interrogating him in. The interrogation room is just like a wrought iron fence, like within the police station. It's basically a dog pen. Yeah, like you can. Everyone can see in. Everyone can see out. Yeah, it's not secure, which is weirdly like consistent in Batman thing. Like I'm, I'm thinking of the Dark Knight when like the Joker's in that set. There's those prisoners, and they seem to be just like in the middle of the police station, basically. Do you know what I mean? They're like it's a, the prisons. It's a square, and there's space on every side. At least those were full-on bars though it wasn't just like bars most away then there's like a spike at the top yeah 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 it's like a gothic fence yeah fucking catholic church <laughs> fence right the outside yeah uh and harvey wants to to beat the shit out of this kid and <laughs> I, I thought at first they were doing like a good cop bad cop thing but then mm-hmm. gordon pulls him away he's, he's like no i actually want to beat the shit out of that kid actual good cop actual yeah, bad yeah, exactly. cop <laughs> we're not playing we're good not cop playing bad cop there's no subtext here sir yeah we're living good cop we're bad living, cop yeah, exactly uh so he he threatens to beat the truth out of him and uh gordon intervenes saying it's illegal and um uh harvey takes issue with this since jim so recently executed oswald cobblepot or at least Harvey thinks he does. And uh, he walks over telling Jim that their shift is finally over. He can finally go home and take that shit, <laughs> uh, change his clothes. Uh, Cobblepot, is, meanwhile, is limping along the side of the road, and he's trying to like hitchhike back into Gotham City. 
nine miles from Gotham. He's picked up by a couple of college guys who offer him a, a beer and a ride, and they're they're picking on him relentlessly. It, it didn't feel that bad to me. Like yeah. They kind of like lighthearted joking, you know what I mean? They're like, ah, yeah. dude, you smell, which he did. You know what <laughs> I mean? They're in his car. Like, I, like shit, dude, you're smelling up my truck. Then they give him a beer, though. You know what I mean? But it's they're, like good they're nature. doing the, the thing where they're like going to pick him up. Then they drive like 10 feet away, and they keep doing that to him. I didn't think they were actually going to pick him up, honestly. Oh, I forgot that part of it even. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I remembered when I was watching that scene, I remembered that sequence being much harsher on the penguin. It seemed yeah. fairly tame because he eventually like smashes the bottle and stabs a guy in the neck. Yeah, yeah. and I had remembered that being uh, uh, less unwarranted because they they call him the penguin. Yeah, that's right. really that's what's what's he's kind of okay with everything until. But they call it, him like it. it did take a lot for him to murder them, and what it took for him to murder the fisherman is that he saw him. <laughs> So that was like half an hour ago yeah. that he murdered that guy. For all we know, I mean, there's the guys have a ham and cheese sandwich in the front seat. <laughs> 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 Saw an Arby's bag up there, and he was like, got to do it. <laughs> Stab. I also, I thought the music choice in this was, was so strange, because they're very clearly supposed to be kind of fratty college guys, and the music they were playing was uh, New York Dolls, this like 70s proto-punk oh, yeah. glam rock band. Okay. And it just... So did not is a minor detail, but it just felt like a weird choice for them. Yeah, they they were dressed like '80s fratty kind of like yeah. collars pops, like kind of bright yeah. colors. If I'm remembering correctly, if they were wearing listen like Dave Matthews or something, sure, yeah, yeah I, like I Puka Shell esque. Yeah, I don't think they were wearing them, but that vibe. Yeah. Uh, so he they they say something. They make a joke about how he walks like a penguin, and then he smashes his beard, stabs the pe- the one in the passenger seat in the neck. Right, and the other one's like, "Dude, you're just gonna waste that beer." <laughs> His friend's bleeding out. Uh, Harvey and Jim are in Captain Sarah Essen's office, and Harvey's furious that that Jim won't let him beat the truth out of suspects. Essen's <laughs> Essen questions whether Jim is with the program before asking him for an update on the case. Yeah, I'm in a. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as as Jim gives her the update, Harvey expresses his skepticism over McKay's story telling him he, he can't see he would be interested in buying homeless children with the possible exception of attractive young girls. Yeah, I mean, buy kids with homes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that was such a weird moment where he's like, no one wants to abduct those kind of children. Yeah, those useless children. <laughs> Those children are safe from being kidnapped. <laughs> Life's as bad as it could be for them, okay? They've bottomed out, and we need to we ignore them as a society. <laughs> like, it, it feels like even among corrupt cops, like, it, it seems like... Hard-hearted shit. Yeah, children should be... You should look after children getting kidnapped. Yeah. You should believe that. It's one of those, like, you hear all those jokes of, like, uh, people who were in class with a teacher who turned out to be a molester. You know what yeah. I mean? The, then there's that, the, that the joke's like, well, why not me? You yeah. know what I mean? It's like all these kids, it's like, well, what? I'm not good enough to be a child slave. You know, like, you're, you're saying he's upset he wasn't kidnapped and made to be a child slave? No, no. So he's, like, put, he's, like, putting that level of insult yeah. on them. He's yeah, like, they're yeah. not even good enough to be. They're not attractive a, enough to yeah, be a child yeah. slave. It's like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> You're on the clock now. 
Why do they keep him on the force? <laughs> He's so reluctant to do his job. Once you have a fedora, it's extremely hard to get fired as a cop. It's extremely hard to get rid of that fedora. Yeah. What yeah, are you going to yeah. do with it? Yeah. I mean, no one's going to buy it from you. You certainly. can't recycle a fedora. No, no, no. They're <laughs> in, they're like adamantium. <laughs> You know, All they the have virginity of, stored in them makes them indestructible. <laughs> they have a lot of plumbing problems at the GCP. So <laughs> anybody who's not shitting at the and not contributing is fine. Keep those guys on board. Uh, so he, he's uh, uh, he's shot down when Edward Nigma comes in and informs the three that Mackie had a high concentration of ATP. Hold on a second here. You're shaking your head every time he says Edward Nigma. That's from the comics. I know. Yeah. It's just terrible. It's just <laughs> terrible. Every time I hear it, I'm mad. And they also, like, the way they keep introducing him and, like, saying, his, you know, they keep, like, they do it, like, four times. Like, Edward Nigma, yeah. Nigma, Mr. Nigma, quit riddling at me. Like, it's... <laughs> A lot of comic book names are, are really shitty. I know. Yeah, I particularly know. in Batman. They're very, like, they're very hokey. Yeah. Batman. And, and uh... I mean, a lot of them, they do like that that alliteration thing. Yeah. Lex Luthor, Bruce Banner, Peter Parker. Right, right, right. And J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Jesus soon. <laughs> uh, so he's this uh, knockout drug in his system. Nigma adds that the, the drug's not available on the street. So, th- but And so the, uh, the kidnappers would have uh, trouble buying or stealing it from a pharmacy. Essen orders them to investigate, but also keep it out of the press. He wouldn't want the homeless children to know they should be on the lookout yeah, for kidnappers. Yeah. Or anyone else, for that matter. Yeah. or yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim protests this, but Essen shuts him down. Harvey's a little reluctant to go back to the crime scene, pointing out it's on Fish Mooney's turf. And Which he, they did not have a problem with the first time they showed up. Yeah. Well, that's like, uh, oh, I see what you mean. Like if they're going yeah. back to the same spot, gotcha. Fucking dude, yeah, I see. check it out beforehand. So Mooney's holding a, a concert and enjoying it when Carmine Falcone walks in. He shares with her his prediction that the murder of the Wayne family would throw everything out of balance, and his rival Salvatore Marioni is already moving in against him. Fish uh, tells her boss that uh, he doesn't need to worry, and Maroni is number two for a reason. Uh, Falcone says he never loses sleep over his enemies, only over his supposed friends. And uh, she, there's like this whole thing about whether or not she's really loyal or whether she's trying to betray him, which she, she is. And um, uh, Fish introduces him to this waiter, Laszlo, and denies any deep feelings for the man, saying she just keeps him around for exercise. Uh, Let me be clear. He is a thought. <laughs> He's not a snack or a wifey. T H O T. T H O T. Yeah. Oh, I see. I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, it I took me a second too. Yeah. <laughs> There's no U G H in that thought. Yeah. <laughs> He's a concept. You can't hurt him. He's an abstract concept. Um. So uh, Falcone's been casually take him aside and beat him up, and uh, he Falcone thanks Fish for her honesty. As soon as he leaves, Fish's calm shatters, and she starts screaming for everyone to get out of her club. It wasn't that bad. He didn't kill the guy. He's like he worked him over a little bit. Seemed like an overreaction. I feel like she tried to kill Falcone. She was gunning, she was angling to kill Falcone and steal all his shit. If, if someone just took me out to an alley and beat the shit out of me, would you be like, "Oh, that's not a big deal"? I mean, I'd be <laughs> upset, but I wouldn't make everyone leave my nice bar. 
On a Friday night? What do you mean? My problems don't need to be everyone's problems. Yeah, I'll mean, bring you in and I'll get you a drink and we'll talk about it. And if you want to clear out your bar, just bring in that comic from the previous <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. My daughter's really hot. <laughs> It's Woody Allen. Oh, was that what that was? <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. My impressions aren't good. I thought it was e- an even worse impression of Rodney Dangerfield. Because <laughs> you're like, hell, I you're couldn't you pull my collar. Uh, I give I, no respect because I'm a pedophile. Whoa. Someone told me about my, my stand-ups. I don't do uh, voices. I just do volumes, That's which is yeah. I really very true. I can't do characters. Volumes. Yeah. yeah. I've got my, my loud character. I've got my quiet character. And then just my in-between guy. That's that's it. Uh, so detectives Allen and Montoya are questioning Oswald's mother about her, her son's disappearance. Oh yeah, L- Lily Tomlin. No, it's a no. Carol King. That's right. Yeah. But yeah. she she comes back a lot. She plays pretty heavily in the first couple seasons. Until oh yeah. She gets killed off. She's so that, great. Yeah, she's very good. She is. And that couple, the the they. Is that like is that from the comics or did they make that up the way she pr- mispronounced oh. she pronounces the last name differently she says like Koppelput. uh I mean the comics are text so it's well no <laughs> but it would be spelled differently it would be K A it would be like a K A P no not that I yeah. I know of I thought that that to me was just a nice touch it was a moment to make it a little bit more realistic because the last name Koppelpot is sort of ridiculous yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like that idea too. Uh, so Mooney is talking to their, her uh, body card, and she says that she'll um, pay the the loyal underling for now. But uh, she swears to kill Falcone, and wishes she could have made Cobblepot suffer more. Meanwhile, Cobblepot rents a trailer from this farmer out in the countryside, and uh, he's the farmer asks just no questions about any of this he's being very suspicious i thought it was weird like he goes out of his way to put some of the clothes on that the guys were wearing and then puts his own jacket which is like falling apart on top of it afterward on top of it's weird when i was watching this i I initially thought oh he killed both of them but he he didn't he only killed one he saved the other one to uh extort the parents yeah so where was the the one who was still alive was he just in the car yeah he was just in the car Making no noise. Yeah. Yeah. He's bad at being a hostage. <laughs> Real <laughs> shitty. Um, so uh, Harvey and Jim uh, approach Fish, who says she's already forgiven them, and um, she regrets giving the order to kill them. Is happy they can still be friends again. She admits that she misjudged Jim, and uh, he's she's uh, she's happy he turned out not to be the pillar of integrity he pretended to be. He got with the program and he killed Cobblepot in cold blood. Jim asked about. <laughs> Good. That was just funny. He got with the program and yeah. killed Cobblepot <laughs> in cold blood. Jim asked about the kidnapped children and Fish admits to hearing rumors that an overseas buyer is paying top dollar for anyone young and healthy, but no one knows why or who the buyer is and no one cares to know. I, I feel like it shouldn't be that much of a mystery. It's got to be a sex thing. The problem. Why, yeah. why else are you kidnapping? Children. There was a thing I seem to I have no memory of what it was, but I believe that that came back and was explained later. Oh, I was don't it? remember. So, was, am I wrong? Was it not a sex thing? It's I, a, it could be like some Razal Ghoul I, shit or something. I think, I think it was. I think it was related. Some I want to say it was related to when they bring Arkham back. 
That's what I want. That's what I want to say. Because everyone's treating this as like it's such a mystery. Like who knows why they? First of all, it doesn't really matter why they're yeah. kidnapping children. <laughs> right. Second well, of all, that's they're just like teaching them calculus. <laughs> It's My mind would immediately go to if children are being kidnapped, it's a sex thing until I'm until proven otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah most likely. They're not particularly good at you know general like labor or any skilled activities. <laughs> mostly abuse. Uh, the children are being held in the basement of a pharmaceutical wholesaler, where when Doug and Patty arrive to pick them up. Uh, they're having a, uh, a a big argument with the the pharmaceutical guy about how much he's going to pay them, and he uh, they they stab the henchman in the leg with the the knockout the the hat pin, and then they pull a gun on just the other guy. Why why not just use the gun from the, from the start? Well, that seems excessive, doesn't it, Danny? <laughs> We're just child trafficking here. We're not yeah. murderers, <laughs> except just for that homeless guy who turned out to be a veteran earlier. Yeah. Then <laughs> we did kill. Yeah. But they didn't know he was a veteran, so, you know, they get a pass. Yeah, so it's not really murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so they, they uh, uh, before long, Jim sees something wrong. This, uh, this, uh, they, they, they go to the, um, home, the, the pharmaceutical office, the, the cops do, and they've got a warrant, and, uh, the guy's pretending nothing's going on, and then the lights go out, and they start, Everyone starts shooting, and he tells his henchmen to, uh, uh, I, I guess, murder the kids, and then yeah, yeah, get rid of the evidence. Basically yeah, is the idea. The cops are like right there. Like if you end up with dead kids, that's just <laughs> making it worse. Yeah, where are these kids gonna go? Yeah, there's, there's a weird like bottomless well in the basement where they're keeping the kids, and like, but if you dispose of the kids in the bottomless well, I think my first thought is. There's, we believe there's missing kids here. I walk into the back and find the torture dungeon with a right. bottomless well. I'm going to look in the well. Oh, I'm not saying that's not what's going to happen. I'm saying they never address the bottomless well. They shoot the janitor and he falls down there into infinity, and yeah. then they never are like, where's that shit go? <laughs> what's going on? He screams for a long time. Yeah, for it's a like, long time. The rest of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> the credits are just. Ah. <laughs> Uh, so the the mayor makes a speech at uh, uh, thanking Gordon and Bullock for their their heroism and announcing that all of Gotham's homeless children will now be taken into the care of juvenile services, or the 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 good looking ones will go to foster homes and the rest of them are going to prison. Explicit. Yeah. He says the cute ones. Yeah. Will go to foster. No, homes. this is not my interpretation. Yeah, my being explicit. This is textual. This, this is, is what, this he, what says. he says. Which seems to me like they're not really solving the problem. Because <laughs> no. if we all think, if we think that these kids are being, you know kidnapped for sexual reasons the last thing you want to do is find people who only want cute children to adopt them <laughs> it's also just what where do they what do they put him in prison for they they you can't just say like you're a child so you're going to prison now you got to give a reason well they weren't doing so well before were they danny <laughs> So you can do whatever you want to, <laughs> I guess. I I used to work uh, for the juvenile court, and uh, we had like a lot of that kind of thing where parents would would call up and um uh I w- I was like a administrative assistant for like the probation uh, offices there, and they'd call up and be like, "Hey, my child's uh, taking t- uh, talking back to me. I want you to send the cops to to pick him up." And we're like, "No, it's not. It's not a crime. <laughs> my, your child isn't doing their homework. We can't arrest them." 
Basically, you got to give us something here. It it took three phone calls for Casey Anthony's parents to get the cops to come to their place when they told the police that their granddaughter was missing. Right. It and had been missing for a month. It took three phone calls. They're on record, and the third time, they're like, "I." They say the word "kidnapped," and that finally gets it to happen. It's a lot harder to get the police to show up than you think it is. <laughs> like they are, they are about as lazy as they are portrayed in the show. It's real. I, I think there, there's a big gap though in between. My kid won't do his homework. I think my kid murdered someone. That's what I'm saying though. It took three phone calls when the subtext was. I don't know where this kid is, and it might be dead. Three, <laughs> three calls. Finally, the police showed up. Well, the difference is Casey Anthony is uh, very attractive and white. Yeah, but you can't tell that over the phone. Oh, that's true. You know, could have been anything. One of them, one of them detested minorities the police hate so much. <laughs> you think they should be taking every phone call just in case it's a minority? I think uh, I don't think they should be. I think they kind of are, though. <laughs> I think that's the general attitude. Uh, so they, they announced they're going to send all the ugly kids to jail, and uh, they, they start rounding them up. Um, it, th- meanwhile, Alfred goes to uh, to to Jim to bring him to to Wayne Manor. He says he's having some trouble getting through to Bruce. He's never raised a child before. Is this when we see Bruce like drawing in his notebook, like? drawing metal albums basically <laughs> he's drawing yeah. like satan he's like driving a pitchfork through a woman's pussy <laughs> it's really like dark Just weird metallica shit. over and yeah, over yeah it was wild uh selena uh catwoman is, is one of uh the kids being led off to juvenile prison uh she she starts talking back to the guard and she refuses to give her her name and then uh once they uh, all the kids get on the the bus uh the, the the one who's kidnapping kids turns out to be one of the guards because it's been four minutes no twist turns out she's still alive twist. and still <laughs> yeah time for a twist and Catwoman tries to to get off the bus and the woman like pulls a gun on her which the the doors are locked and it's a bus there's <laughs> there's nowhere for her to go I guess the pin wasn't available at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good point I'm criticizing whatever she does. Yeah. Um, so they 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 start uh, driving off, and uh, the bus full of, when the bus full of children is reported missing, the mayor is also just so corrupt. He's like, "Look, two or three kids go missing, whatever." <laughs> but a bus, how can I explain a whole bus full of kids? That bus cost tax dollars. <laughs> those kids were free. One of those kids was a war veteran. So <laughs> I sent him over there myself. <laughs> Uh, so they they uh, they're, they're looking for the the bus full of kids and um, uh, in the holding cells, Bullock is beating Quaylen, uh the the pharmaceutical guy, just with a phone book, just whacking him across the face. Weird choice. Yeah, with the phone book. Uh, looking on, Gordon, uh, uh, Gordon just looking on, and uh, Quaylen swears he doesn't know anything, but Bullock indicates Gordon. Um, and invites Quaylen to, to guess why Gordon is not lifting a finger to stop the beating. Gordon says the math is easy. 30 children are more important than one scumbag. But he's just he's just standing there. He's not helping 30 children. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess he's hoping it'll work out. Like uh, It's a weird utilitarian twist for him. You know, it's, it's not. Uti- it's a passive aggressive twist. Yeah, yeah. He's just, you know, he's just being kind of a dick. He's He's inconsistent in this moment. 
So he he mentions that um, the 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 company that came to pick up the kids it had a, a logo that looked like a blue plate. I'm so mad about this fork. I'm so mad about You're this. You're so mad about this. It doesn't even fucking kind of look like what he says it does. No, not really. The logo is a globe. Yeah. It's got like the lines on it. It's got no. the latitude and longitude lines on it. And it's it's like blue with green like continents on it. It looks absolutely nothing. It's impossible to mistake it for a plate and a fork. And the, the fork, I, I I could understand mistaking it if the name of the company wasn't Trident. Trident yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is, well, you know Sonic the Hedgehog? What animal is he? <laughs> <laughs> what I forget, I forget. I don't remember exactly. Uh, so at the warehouse, the children are herded into a storage container, but Doug informs Patty that there's one missing. When Patty goes in the check on the bus, Cat uh, is able to evade her. And uh, I was really impressed. I didn't think I was kind of watching this like, oh, come on, it's a bus. How is she going to hide and get off? She did it. She snuck like under the seats and escaped and. So good on her. Is, you know, cats are great at getting off buses. <laughs> Selena Kyle. Uh, at GCPD, Gordon and Bullock have no luck finding a company that uses that logo, but he realizes that the fork is a Trident and it's a local shipping company. Um, so Gordon arrives at Wayne Manor for a tea time, and uh, Alfred tells Bruce that um, he's been intent. Or Alfred tells him that Bruce has been hurting himself and hardly sleeping, and what little sleep he gets is plagued by nightmares. Gordon recommends that Bruce see a psychiatrist, but Alfred says Bruce has refused. Gordon says Alfred is Bruce's legal guardian and has the right to make him go. Alfred count counters he made a promise to Thomas Wayne that he'd raise Bruce in the same manner Thomas would have if he'd lived, meaning Bruce has to choose his own path. And you gotta let this small child do whatever he wants. It's an uncomfortable position for an old British man to be to have to raise <laughs> An American pouty child and have right. to give him whatever he wants. I mean, yeah. that's, it's a hard life. It's a hard life for Alfred. Pretty easy life for Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. you but you, you've got kids. Would you ever say like, "Well, my kids don't want to do this, so what am I gonna do?" Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's it kind of makes Thomas Wayne out to be like a really shitty father. <laughs> yeah. Dad, yeah. Dad. I want you to raise my child as if uh, there you were don't no care. parents at all. Yeah, as if as if nobody cares about what he does. At raise all. him like a homeless billionaire. <laughs> right. that's, that's my style. My style is whatever he wants to do, he can do. Yeah. Urchin with a yacht. Kids That's don't know what they need. That's why you have parents. Because kids, yeah. kids make shitty decisions on their own. Constantly. All the, I'm still doing it. Yeah. I'm 25, and I'm fucking up on the daily. Yeah. I need someone's help. You need your parents <laughs> to come. Uh, someone should do life. something. Uh, back at the station, the the rescue or uh, uh, Gordon goes in. He, he rescues all the the children, and uh, he offers to um, Bruce offers money to to help the kids out. And Gordon says it doesn't work that way. Money won't buy the children someone to care for them. It could, which is actually yeah, it's exactly. A that's what a butler is. Yeah, yeah, right. It's explicitly what you do. <laughs> yeah, Bruce is so confused. Like, wait, they don't have butlers? Mm-hmm. Why why don't they li just sleep in a different one of their 30 bedrooms? <laughs> that always helps me get to sleep. Uh, so back to the station, the rescued children are, are being led away by social workers, uh, putting on their, their new clothes that, that Bruce donated. Cat refuses. He donated them like Catholic school uniforms, too. Like You just want these motherfuckers walking around <laughs> on the streets all day, every day. Just getting the shake cake Dressed like nuns are slapping them. Like, what? 
Well, I don't. I think they're not going to be homeless anymore. They're not going to be walking the streets all day, every day. Anymore. I'm just saying, it's not a fresh outfit. <laughs> it's not. It's not hot. It's not happening. It's not <laughs> popping. And these kids are going to have trouble getting laid. <laughs> it's really not nice to them. I mean, your 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 options are: you can wear rags or Catholic. School <laughs> yeah, give them regular. Give them a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how about some jeans. Nikes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's the late nineties. Have him give him some Jinkos. Oh yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I want just these kids in Jinkos next to these dudes in trench coats and fedoras uniform. All the kids have Jinkos. Yeah. Eh? Like, I remember the nineties. That's what it was like. That's, <laughs> what it was like. That's the way everybody dressed. Jinkos uh, and fedoras. Nineties yeah. <laughs> kids were I mean, them. look at the pictures from Lollapalooza ninety four. <laughs> Everyone's wearing Jinkos and Fedoras. <laughs> I like you how you said I remember the nineties as if Jake and I have no memory of the nineties. Well you're twenty five. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, so what year were you born? Ninety two. Ninety two. Ninety two damn. You don't really remember the nineties. No, no. I have like vague memories of the end of it. Yeah, and that's, that's my point. Yeah. 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 So I believe sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was born eighty eight, so I have a little bit more. A little bit more, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the children are being led away. One of the detectives, um, uh, w- cat refuses to go, but one of the detectives says she has to, since she's only 13, has no living relatives. And, uh, she basically tells the detective, you've got three seconds to go to Gordon before she screams that he tried to molest her. Yeah, well, another ridiculous situation. I <laughs> mean, like, it's just, I, I, you can't. Kids don't shouldn't have that much power over police officers. <laughs> Give me all of that cocaine that you just uh, 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 took from a drug bust, or I'm going to tell people that you molested <laughs> me. But at the same time, I I don't want kids to say I was molested and have adults be like, nah, yeah, probably faking probably it. Not probably just wants a bunch of coke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know how kids are. Probably just wants a bunch of coke and to not live on the street. You know how children hate going to the therapist <laughs> and love doing cocaine. Normal kids. That's what I remember from the 90s. Uh, Oswald is, uh, uh. <laughs> Oswald is uh, lying on his back in his new trailer, gazing up at a, a map of Gotham City. He's made like a like a vision board, <laughs> which is photos of, of fish and uh, all the mob figures and uh, a cell phone rings, and he answers it, and it's the the mother of uh, the kidnapped driver, who doesn't believe her son has been kidnapped, and insists he's just playing a prank on her. Oswald tries to assure that the kidnapping's real, but she and he even tries to lower the ransom demand, but she just hangs up on him. So Oswald opens the closet of the trailer where the driver is bound and gagged, and remarks that he must be quite the scamp for his mother to not take the ca- kidnapping seriously, and it's implied that he, he just murders him it doesn't show it but it's uh uh then gordon has a chat with selena she says that uh she knows he says that she knows that he's investigating thomas and martha's murder and he's not like the rest of the the cops and if he can help her get out get her out of juvie she will tell him who killed the waynes because she saw the man who did it and that's the second episode of gotham um. uh so what do you guys would you recommend this show? Uh I would have before we spent the last ninety minutes <laughs> shitting on it. <this. laughs> 
I mean, like I said, I've watched the show. I've watched every episode except for, you know, again, I'm probably not caught up to this week, but I follow the show. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, it is very, very ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it seems to me uh, that they have never quite gotten past whether they're making sort of a re- a realistic show yeah. or a comic book show because it frequently comes off as like a real world with car- comic book people doing comic book things. Right. Very strange. Jacob? Uh, I mean, <coughs> uh, it was like entertaining, you know? I had a good time. I feel like it's, if it's, I would watch it with people. Do you know what I mean? To like kind of talk about the ridiculous things that happen in the moment. I've tried to watch this show a few times. I've never been able to get into it. and But this time, I, I kind of liked it. I think once I... I think I was going into it with like the wrong attitude and expecting it to be like an action movie comic book show, and it's not that. If you look at it as... This is a soap opera. Yeah, it's much more like a villain of the week kind of like procedural, like procedural kind of, yeah. yeah, procedural kind of show. And, but it's also there's a lot there's constant twists and turns. Everyone's yeah. betraying. There's all this dramatic, surprising stuff happens. If you look at it going in like that, I think it's a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to keep watching. I think um, it's worth it because the one thing that's really incredibly surprising on the show is what they've done with the Joker. They have worked so hard to keep the Joker like. Like, uh, like to to restrain it, to restrain the character that the character that they did with the Joker. The first time the Joker, uh, you think there's going to be a Joker, it turns out all of the people you think are going to be the Joker all die. There's like a Red Hood episode. Oh shit! And uh, and then they come back, and you finally start to meet the guy. But there's it's been over like four seasons that they're developing the character. It's really very interesting. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it's excited cool. to get there. Yeah. Normally, this is when we would try and uh, rank this Batman on our list of Bat, but there's no Batman really to to rank. Oh, I see. Usually, you you rank the Batman. Yeah. Well, I think as you get further into the show, you could probably do that. In, in but I mean, is he actually like fighting crime and having? Yeah, there are parts where he becomes like a nighttime vigilante. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we we should have watched that. Maybe we'll we'll have a part two. We'll bring you back for that, and we can uh, sure we can do that. Uh, but for now, we're not going to add anything to our big list of Batman. Um, Adam, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, that depends who listens to this thing. <laughs> Probably my mom. Do you have anything uh, you want to tell <laughs> Danny or I personally? <laughs> But into a microphone. <laughs> I'm gonna tell myself for when I listen to this back. Don't forget to get kicks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be telling jokes all over the place. If you wanna, if you wanna f- hear more from this, then uh, you can find me at uh, at the Adam Gable uh, G A B E L on Twitter and at A J Gable G A B E L at uh, Instagram. That's where I post all my shows. Jacob. Uh, yeah, check out my Twitter at Colburn, C-O-L-B-U-R-N-918. Um, you know, if I'm doing anything, I'll mention it on there. Um, nothing nothing particular coming up. Uh, friend me on Facebook. Add me on uh, Twitter at Danny Rathbun, D-A-N-N-Y-R-A-T-H-B-U-N. i am uh, got a movie I did, super special, coming out sometime in the next few months. I don't have an exact date for that yet, but I'll let you know when it's coming out. Next week on the podcast, we're going to be doing... Batman Live with returning guest Alan Ilyon. That's going to be really fun. Um, what is that? <laughs> Batman Live is a, it was like a stage show that they did at like concert venues and stuff all over the world, mostly in Europe, I think. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, and they've got it up on YouTube, so we're going to watch it and talk about that. 
It's going to be really fun. Uh, Adam, we end every episode by shouting the word Kareem. You want to lead us in a Kareem? Okay. Kareem! Kareem! <laughs>